cool. Um, so yeah, how do you want to start this? Shall we do it more question-like? So I say, hey Jamie, who are we? What are we doing? Yeah, there you go, why am I at your house? <laughs> um, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. <laughs> um, so yeah, go on then. <clears throat> who are we and what are we doing? A question to me. Yeah, come on. Well, you asked me here, but yeah, fine. So we, we decided, we both were reading the Night Lords trilogy, mm-hmm. and we were just talking over it, and it was like, should probably, you know, cause some of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not wasted time, you know, just talking to you on WhatsApp. It's yeah. nice to share our thoughts to the public. Yeah, so it kind of kickstarted a, thing, a bit of thinking on what's missing out there in the podcast world, in our opinion. And I could be wrong and not have looked enough, but for me, it, it, it everything's always about, and this isn't a slanderous thing, I, I love all the podcasts I listen to, but it's always about new releases and uh, everything that's going on in the hobby, it's all very, very urgent and quick, which is fine. But for me, I like to take a bit of a step back and I read the same books over and over again, which is sometimes good, sometimes not great. But I thought it'd be really interesting to have a podcast set around the idea of let's go back in time. You know, Bat Library's been around for a long time. Should be a lot of good content out there for us to read. And yeah, like you said, we've both picked up the uh, the Night Lords trilogy at the same time, rereading. And I mean, for you, this is your first read. <coughs> Right. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I was out of this hobby for like years. I mean, probably since I was 15, 16, yeah. probably. You know, girls happen. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas for me, it was just the other way around where I've like not stopped. I've yeah. sort of lived in it for 20 years now. So we're coming at it both from a different angle, which is pretty cool. Like, you've got a new take on the books. I've read these when they first came out. So it's like taking a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I mean, when I left, there was no. No fucking towel. <laughs> when I came back in, I was like, what's a towel? What's this fish thing that sounds like robots? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's really good to like, you know, I don't have much background in some of, I, obviously I know the heresy, bit of heresy and all mm-hmm. that, but yeah, I don't have a lot of background, so it's mm-hmm. quite nice to share thoughts with other people who've got, yeah, got some background. But just... So before we go into the book, it's, I find it interesting watching what you have to say about the books because I know everything that's going to happen. I've read them all. So yeah. like, I'm like years ahead. So it's like when you're going, oh, this bit's really cool, and I'm thinking, oh, just you wait. Like, just <laughs> I you can wait. feel it in your yeah. voice right now. So I'm like, <laughs> just you wait until this thing happens. Um, so yeah, we're, this is a brand new podcast for us, and we're going to be a bit rambly at the beginning because it's new, and we're going to try and find our feet. Um, but I guess what we start with is our name. We're, we're going to call ourselves, in honour of the whole new 40k world that's kicking off at the moment, we, we're going to call ourselves the Great Rift. Which I like that name for multiple reasons. Like it's a sort of change of pace, sort of like a clear demarcation in the narrative for me. They've gone, here's a new thing. They've literally drawn a line across the, <laughs> yeah. the galaxy and gone, here's a new thing, and like here's a new sandbox, and here's a new thing. But it means like for me, I can go, you know what, I can go and read about before that and find loads mm. of cool stuff, which is kind of the angle I want to take on this. Not set in stone, just it's a nice one. I like the idea of going back in time and reading some old stuff and giving those books. Chance to shine again. Yeah, I know a lot of people <coughs> probably people listening to this would be like, "Oh man, the new stuff's new stuff's crap. What's this whole?" Yeah, but it's on. nice. It's, you've got to have a line at some point. You can, yeah, you can, exactly. You've got to change. So yeah, I'm happy to. Um, I'm happy with it. So some of you may know us through uh, Brighton War Council or BWC. Uh, we've been on Instagram for a couple of years now. Kind of started off as a small gaming group in Brighton, which has grown quite significantly. We've got quite a lot of players we we don't really have a, a gaming 
group space, which would be the dream one day. But um, the dream, the dream. <laughs> but anyone in Brighton uh, that wants to play, uh, get in contact. Well, there's a lot of us. We play mostly 40k, but sometimes 30k. Um, Age of Sigmar is kind of kicking off this year with myself and one of our pals, James, picking up some bits and pieces over the Christmas period. Um, I picked up Death just for anyone interested, which is completely landed at the right time because as soon as I started buying stuff, um, this Malign Portents thing kicked off, which is great. So it gives me loads of stuff to read. Um, but yeah, do get in touch. Um, we always like new faces to game with. Um, anything from you hobby-wise? What have you been up to? Me? Um, <clears throat> well, I finished my Blood Bowl team, my dwarfs, nice. the Blue Mountain Dashers. <laughs> heavy drinking, not so heavy playing, <laughs> too hungover. Just like, like us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the epitome of me. Um, no, they're good. I got finished the Death Roller, mm. which is sweet. Yeah. I played Woody, our friend Woody, the other day at home. Hi, Woody. Yeah, and it's uh, Beat the Orcs. It's nice. quite nice. So I've never played it ever in my life. In the entire history of games, I've never played it. Mm. It's fun. It's a fun game. I mean, you can be a bit silly with it, though, which yeah. is great. I mean, I, I, I've always loved that side of fantasy armor, like Warhammer back in the day, like I kinda wish I never got rid of them, but I used to have, you know, all the old Warhammer rule books and stuff. And they the same as 40k I guess in a way. When Grimdark was there, the same as like the Grim Fantasy, but there's always element of yeah. silly, which was great. Like that's when Orcs always came out as the forefront. But Blood Bowl does seem to be sort of letting that happen again, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. It's good it's really it's easy to pick up. I mean, there's, there's a few rules, but it's just nice. Yeah. It's quite a nice game. Yeah. All you need is like that cardboard. Has Woody made yeah. his own board? Oh yeah, man, it's it's, it's pretty it's stylish. I know. <laughs> it's like a 3D version of the orc board, basically. Amazing. Yeah, it's really good with spotlights, which I helped him out. My, my electrical background. <laughs> <laughs> Have some bulbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What about you, Dave? Uh, what have I been doing? Um, so I have spent, since 8th came out, trying to force myself to learn how to use my Iron Warriors force, which I've had for a couple of years, and I love them. Um, big fan of the Iron Warriors. Uh, in 7th, I could, you know, I'm not the most competitive gamer, but I'd say, I, you know, for every three games I played, I'd normally win one, draw one, and lose one. It was kind <laughs> of, you know, I'm not a consistent winner, but... When it came to eighth with this list, which I tried to just shoehorn itself to work without making any changes, I played seven or eight games and I lost all of them. Um, I think at least half of them didn't even come close. Um, that's just me being lazy in learning rules and not picking up on the subtle changes. So I've just spent the last month buying a few new bits and pieces, like I bought myself a uh, Predator Annihilator, which I've just finished painting. Uh, I've chucked some Berserkers in. I didn't have any Chaos-aligned, uh, God-aligned stuff in my force. Now I do. Um, the God love a Berserker. I know. <laughs> I, 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 when I started building them, even though they're the old, you know, some might say shitty, corn Berserker platforms, which I bought when they first came out in, like, 2000. Like, or whatever yeah. it was, like, 1999. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, you kind of feel it when you're making them. You're like, God, these don't actually fit together properly. I think like, some of the stances are a bit yeah, dated, a bit of the old... Legs apart, yeah, forward facing. It's bit, yeah, it's a bit funny, but I do like them. I like, I like that they give me the force. They're, they're a lot, you know, any long time player of eighth edition since up to now will realise this is the best edition for Berserkers. They're ridiculous. If you play your cards right with your um, command points, you can have them attacking three times in one turn, and 
on their charge they have strength bonuses. So you can have them hitting at like strength six in one round of combat three times. Ugh. So they'll just annihilate everything. Um, so yeah, adding a few bits and pieces, that's why I'm with the hobby at the moment. Um, I chopped up all of my Terminators, getting rid of all their mel Melter combi weapons, all the odds and sod combi weapons, and I've just gone for flat out plasma. So everyone's got combi plasma. Anyone listening to this and knows that I'm definitely going to give them Marcus to the Nesh, so when they land, they can fire all their guns twice. <laughs> Which is just, this is me getting that big wedge of cheese out and let <laughs> yeah. play a little bit more competitively. Because, you know, as much as I try hard to play narratively, it's really disheartening when you put you, start, you put what you think is a good army down and you start playing at your table by turn two. I mean, it's always nice to put up a bit of, you know, yeah, exactly. a bit of a competition yeah. for someone else. I mean, it's yeah. always nice to make that, a game of it. That's how I'm going to sell it. Why are you <laughs> taking so many cheesy years? Oh, I want to give you a good game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's how it feels on those. So, yeah, you know, um, I've always tried hard to, to, you know, this is a podcast about stories. I've always tried to have an army with a theme and trying to give it a bit of life. I've always shunned and stayed away from pure competitive lists. Like, you see them a lot now, like Space Marine armies with six uh, Razorbacks, all with assault cannons, and, you know, that, that's a really common theme, and I make sure, I, I always have to stay away from this, like, cut and paste internet lists, like, I don't want to go near them, I'm always a bit Yeah, <clears throat> I know what I mean, I mean, if I do my mech, my mech army, and I know the big cheese of that is the robots, Yeah. lots of robots with cool and stuff, and I, I like the robots, they're cool models and stuff, but I quite like the Skatari. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this Qatari. I think they yeah. look cool. I mean, in the stories, they're quite cool. Like these, they're sort of servitors, but not. They've got yeah. like a human yeah. side to them. So quite like them with, and also quite like the Iron Striders, the Lancers. I like the uh, Gimp dude on the front of them. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's like, all like black leather. Really Geiger. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Gas mask. <on>. Yeah, they're <laughs> cool. So, so there's a good, I, that's what I'm trying to build. A few, like probably about half and half. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably quite a lot of just Qatari, actually, because I like the gene crawler as well. Yeah, I think. For anyone out there, find us on Instagram. Yeah. Or check out some of Jamie's stuff. For someone who's not been in the hobby for, what was it, like 14, 15 years, uh, the, the painting quality is very high. Oh, um, make, so, me, yeah. make me proud, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, that's, that's some hobby updates, I guess. I guess we should get on with the main show. Um, so we want to talk to you about the first uh, Night Lords book, uh, Soul Hunter, uh, which is by Aaron Dempsey Bowden. Well, um, what a, that's a great name for a band, isn't it? Like? Like, so fucking cool. <laughs> um, so I, I'm sure most people listening to this know who Aaron is, but um, it was only his second book. Um, he, he did one before called Cadian Blood. Um, and then, yeah, popped out with what is considered probably one of the best books in terms of... For me, it's... A, giving a real, it kind of twists the, the perception of Keller Space Marines, you know, most people, that kind of twirly moustache villain that has lived forever, like, oh, yeah, they yeah. know everything and they're just as organised as Space Marines, it flips it around completely, um, but we'll go into a bit more of that. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, it was really fun to read it again, I, when me and Jamie got thinking about doing this podcast, I just finished reading it for like the fourth time, so to then do it again, <laughs> after um, was really good. It wasn't a chore. No, it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think Aaron Dixie Bowden's books are never a chore, so it's a pleasure to read. Um, so, yeah, Jamie, what is the book about? Well, about Night Lords. Me. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's about, um, what are we talking about? Temp Company yeah. of the Night Lords, the old Temp Company of Night Lords. All, which I quite like about them is they're all 
none of this weak blood that they like to call them. They're all they're all heresy marines. Yeah. Been in the warp. To them, it's only been what a hundred years, two hundred years. That's um, there, there is a point where one of the characters mentions it's like just under two hundred years or something. Yeah, but it's just set in the forty-first millennium. Like just to put the time frame in, we'll go into later. Like there is a point where one of the characters points out this is just before the thirteenth Black Crusade. Yeah, I think uh, Abaddon says he goes oh, Arcadia's next. Yeah, so like this is this is up to date, current stuff happening in these books, which is pretty cool. But yeah, to think that they're only like. The heresies only two hundred years ago for them is pretty weird. Yeah, I put. Yeah, it kind of messes with your mind a bit. Like, yeah. but yeah, so it's about about this tenth company, about how one of the main characters has a bit of a gift from their from their primate father, where they can. I guess it's it's not it's premonitions of what could happen in the future. Nothing yeah. is certain. Nothing is yeah. set. But so, um, for those that might not know, the, the night lords, their their liege lord, their, their primate father, uh, comrade Kurz suffers from um, premonition, but like they're weird. That it's He knows from very early on in his life that he knows how he's going to die. And that kind of warps his thinking. I mean, he... It, yeah, you got to think about it. Like, you know, everyone goes, oh, he's just a big big emo, big fucking yeah. emo, moody bastard. Imagine but, growing up and living in a universe where you know exactly how he's going to die. That would... Yeah, and, and, it, and it being sort of what he is is kind of pointless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what he's trying to do and what he's... Yeah, it's kind of... Why would you do anything constructive <laughs> <laughs> if you know, right, I'm, I'm going to die one day? Um, and it's also a bit about his upbringing as well. But, I mean, we can talk... As I think there's a there's a flashback to his upbringing yeah, we can talk about. Uh, should we give a bit of a background on the night, Yeah, Let's yeah. Just give a bit of a rundown. So, the, yeah, the, the, so we've got the 10th company. Um, so Talos is part of First Claw, which I don't know if First Claw means, like, the best. I don't know if it's like. I don't. Uh, I think he says. I don't think he says. No, I don't think he. I don't think it's said like that. I think it's just how. Just the first squad. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's um, maybe talk about some of the characters. Like I said, Talos. Um, Talos. He's the old apothecary. For, yeah, he's the main boy. Yeah, but he's sort of somehow no one. It's said that he's not taken control of them, but due to his premonitions due to his being able to tell what's going to happen he's sort he's of valuable he's very valuable yeah yeah which so, greats and some other characters we'll yeah, talk about yeah so talos is is the main character and it's it's hard to talk about characters like this when you get so used to reading books where the main character is the good guy you know like the virtuous ultramarine or or like the the, the, the vengeful blood oh, i mean talos <coughs> like a, a loken yeah he's not a loken yeah he's not he's not like this lovely <laughs> Guy that's there to save the day. Talos is a dick. Like, yeah, I mean, he literally will stand on a human's head to be yeah. like, "You're fucking worthless." Yeah, he's, crunch. He, yeah, he, he gets great pleasure and sees value in skinning uh, legion serfs and pinning their corpses up in the alleyway, you know, in the corridor of their ship, just to make a point. Uh, he's not, but he's not the worst. He's which not, is, <laughs> yeah, in the spectrum of assholes, he's actually like. As close to being the guy you can have a beer with, like the rest of them are even worse. But um, so yeah, Talos is pretty cool. Um, something I, I picked up on when I was reading um, about this is his premonitions are these things that just you know he's like oh what happens tomorrow and he just thinks of it. He will him be he could be in the middle of battle. He could be giving a briefing to his squad. He could be doing you know anything in the sun, and he'll just stop talking and collapse and start raving. And yeah, it's literally like yeah. I mean, it's like a fit, isn't it? Almost, yeah. it's really horrible. Like he really suffers from them. And I, 
I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. I get um, migraines quite regularly. Like I probably get maybe like four a year, mm. and they always go out nowhere. And when I was reading it for the first time, I associated with that. It's like sear, the way it was written is like this searing, burning pain where his brain just completely, almost like switches itself off and on again and just goes crazy. Um, but he doesn't remember any of it. He just, if I remember correctly, when it first happened to him, he's scrawling on the walls in his, in his like space marine bedroom. <laughs> space marine bedroom. In his bunk bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so, he's scrawling all over the walls with his knife. Like um, yeah, I think locations it is one bit. And, He's he's like smacking his head against the wall just to try and dull the pain. Dull the pain. And like yeah. this isn't astral. And, and by like smashing his head in the wall, we don't mean like a light thud. He's caving in a wall with his forehead. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a metal shit wall. He's just denting it to the point of like ruination of that wall. It's pretty impressive. And it's not like you know premonition of oh you know flashback. I think if anyone's watched some of the programs he's like oh sees a vision and straight back out I think one of the first one is 91 hours <laughs> oh and it's worth making a point the person that times it counts it in their head yeah no, it's so dark he but can't see his he, there's no watches but, and it's, the yeah. whole ship is so he dark he can't see it his room and counts because that's his job yeah like pretty sweet job but yeah 91 hours of of like these crazy crazy dreams which you know are vital for the Legion. They, they want to know it. But not only the Legion, as you'll find later, like very important characters, you know, Abaddon being one of them. Mm. They want him. They, they they want his knowledge. It's it's very, very valuable. Um, so that's Talos. Um, he is, yeah, the de facto leader of First Claw. He never out and out says it. I think actually he, he declines it he a lot. He declines it and denies it. I think um, one of the, they absorb another claw, and I think, is it Adamir? Yeah. Adamir? Uh, where he's, high rank, yeah, he's high, a, rank, yeah, high rank, and he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't want it, you, yeah, you yeah, have it. You can take the lead, I don't care. Um, but Talos is an interesting character, he's, he's pretty, pretty, um, I don't know what the right word is, he's pretty chilled for, for a night lord, and he, he does, so he has uh, slaves, he's got, you know, it's quite a tradition in the Nightlands to have serfs. Yeah. And uh, he's got Severus, who's a, a character we'll talk about a bit. Septimus. Treats him with uh, Septimus, sorry. He treats him with a weird. Hang on, isn't Severus Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> what a oh, name. man. Um, Septimus. Uh, yeah. yeah. Septimus is. Number seven. Number seven. He's the number seven slave. He doesn't have a name, he's just the number seven. I don't think um, we. Do we ever get to hear his name, real name? Maybe towards the... You haven't read the third one. I haven't read the third yeah, one, yeah. I'm pretty sure the third one gets to find out. Okay. Sort um, of boring, like, John. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, man. Um, he treats him with a huge amount of respect, almost. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a bit of... He's an armourer and a pilot, which are quite high-ranking yeah. anyway. So, 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 so uh, they stole him from a... Uh, what was it? Like a shipping world. And he could fly... And that, that they nicked him, and like, yeah. or what have you, um, and then forced him to learn how to fix their suits. So, uh, oh, and then, then they psycho indoctrinate him to learn how to fly a Thunderhawk. So, he yeah, learn, yeah, they have to force it into his brain. Which he says, like, it's painful. Yeah. Like, yeah, and <laughs> okay. so, so he's incredibly valuable to First Claw. You know, he's their armorer, he fixes their guns, their armor, all that stuff. You know, there, there's a couple, of, there's more than one scene where they come back from battle and he just sighs. He just sees, it. but you know, this is a this is a guy in front of the first claw who will sigh at the night lord for the fact that they battered their armor. Like so, you can see sort of like almost a comfortableness he lives in their world, where he's still a slave 
and there's a lot of slaves, and those slaves are treated like horseshit. But he's kind of above them, like, and he's given that space to be that way yeah, because a, he's valuable. There's a bit later on where he starts describing, I think, to another character about what what life is like in the Night Lords. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you want to, you want to go into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? It's a bit where he's describing to another character about <clears throat> being a lifeless. He's like, yeah, I'm a heretic. I don't want to be a heretic. I'm there. But I'm there, and my life before was just being a pirate, pirate transporting, like being a lorry driver, just transporting goods. Now I'm a, I'm a Legion surf who, my life's not never dull. <laughs> These guys come back and like, here's my helmet with like a hole in it, you fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, he gets carry weapons on the ship. Like he lives kind of. A he's respected. Life yeah, he's respected by all the other life. people on the ship. He's yeah, it's, it's an interesting superstar. Um, so. There are other people in First Claw. Um, who should we talk about first? My favourite. Uh, Zal. Which one's he? I always get the two, Zal and the other Yuzaz. Yuzaz. I always get mixed up. Zal is the one that knew Talos back as a kid. Oh, right. So let's, I can't remember if that covers it in the first book. Like how they yeah, they, they don't know, it covers them being in the same gang as children. And they talk yeah. about their first kills. Whereas yeah. Zal... Killed, I think, killed before Talos, but Talos yeah. killed a shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah, and there's a bit, there's a flashback scene where they go back on like a parade yeah. during the heresy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's yeah. a bit where he meets his mother, his mother and he, yeah, Talos doesn't remember and he, she yeah. comes up to Zan and's like, Where's Talos? Where's Talos? And yeah. he goes, yeah. And then I mean, back in the ship and Talos, um, Zan's like, You're right. He's like, Yeah, why would we not be? Yeah. yeah. It's like, That's your mum. Mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, Oh, okay. So, like, so. But she, she, she dies, doesn't she? Yeah, she in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Someone shoots her or cuts yeah. her down, like because she shouldn't be standing in the parade and he doesn't give a shit. But it's sort of interesting, like the world. I guess to give a little bit more context on the Night Lords for some people who randomly listening to this that don't know anything about them, um, they come, you know, they pre heresy. They were recruited on Nostromo, um, which is the home of Kurz. It's where Kurz landed as a infant uh, Primarch. Um, Nostromo is completely a knight. Like, his background is pretty cool. He's basically like a murderous Batman. Like it's pretty weird. Yeah, I think um, he's one of the few primates that doesn't actually have anyone bringing him up. Yeah, he he, he raises himself. Yeah. He runs around in alleyways. And so Nostromo, when he lands, is a planet of it's like a ghetto. It's, it's basically like how I imagine Necromunda in my head. Yeah, like a little bit like an underhive. Yeah. Yeah, it's pure. It's pure shit for everyone that lives there. It's run by gangs. You know, everyone pays up towards someone that looks after them. Um, life is cheap. Life means nothing. Um, and he's raised there on his own. He does it for himself. He, he sort of, you know, he he has a sense of probably because of the way he's been made as a prior, but he's got a sense of justice in his head. I mean, yeah, cool. he has a right, right and wrong. There's yeah. a right and wrong, but how but, you get right is yeah. Thing. How you punish people who've done wrong is yeah. to flay them and then crucify them, yeah. and then. And say, if anyone else does it, I'll do it to you too. Yeah. Um, so, fear. You know, fear, fear is the big part of these books, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about it's fear all about and this fear. legion. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, like, um, uh, Kurz is very much a believer in you. You rule through fear. Humans don't fuck around if they know that they could get nailed to a post the next day. Um, and so that's how he raised his legion. So, that, even though the, the Nostromo was pacified by him, through fear, and his dad comes and finds him, the emperor, gives him a legion. When he leaves, they still recruit from that homeworld, and that homeworld immediately slides back into disaster. Mm. Like, so, so if I remember correctly, Talos, our main character, 
he's picked up after Kurz has been found and has already gone gallivanting across the galaxy. Yeah, he's a later addition, yeah. He is a later addition. He comes in as a apothecary. As a child, like, there's still mass gang warfare going on, and that's how he becomes one of the... Yeah, players. so that's how he meets Saul, is yeah. they're in the same gang as kids. Yeah. Like, they're killing they're people ki- yeah. They're killing people as kids. I imagine with, like, these little auto pistols, like, younger than, like, Jews in Necromunda. That's the way I read yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're children. And, yeah, it's pretty fucking brutal. Um... And these are the people that are inducted into the Legion. But that's one of the problems later on. Yeah, Curse I think as mentions, yeah. Is Curse hated his Legion because it was just full of assholes. Yeah. Like, they're really... Murderous, convicts, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Rapists, some of them. Like, they just, it's a brutal, brutal... And you make these people into, like, astralities, where you're yeah. like... Oh, uh, okay. uh, yeah, I just made an asshole really strong. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's um, pretty interesting. So, yeah, Zal. Zal is his childhood friend. Um, and... If, I remember he's considered the best... Best shot. Best shot and best in combat. There's a bit I don't want to give away because you haven't read the third one. The third of the oh, okay. I think it is in, it's indicated early on that. I think in the... He starts... He gets like a, a glaive, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Like a chain glaive mm-hmm. and he's, he's pretty decent with that. But yeah, his yeah. best shot, I think... Yeah, there's a scene where... I think we'll talk about a bit later where he's considered... One of them considers him the best shot of the group. So. Yeah, he's, he's a great character because he's... Um, there's a lot of a kind of we don't really give a shit attitude. But mm-hmm. what I like is he does. He's very petty with with Talos, like almost like well, who put you in charge kind of thing. Yeah. It's like you and me both at the same time. Like I'm not listening to you, but uh, whatever. Let's go do this mission. Like, yeah, it's very much that. So it's a bit like I think the whole Legion at this point is a bit like they're all so undermanned, so understaffed, so yeah. less resources. Is like yeah. Well, fuck it. I mean, I've got nothing else to do. Yeah, it feels that way. It, it kind of feels like they're just plodding along a lot of the time. Every now and then, listening to what Talos has to say about a vision. Hmm. There's Zal. Zal's cool. Um, who else have we got? We've got Uzaz. Uzaz, how do you pronounce it? <coughs> yeah, I see. Uzaz. Uzaz, yeah. Um, he's an interesting character because yeah. he's... He's my favourite. Because Might Lords don't really have any... They actually dislike chaos to quite yeah, a high degree. Yeah, they hate corruption. Yeah. I think one of the other characters we'll talk about is... He, I think actually Zal thinks Talos has is been corrupted by chaos, yeah, and he actually does. does a bit of a distrust. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they they you know they fell into the side of Horus. Part of me thinks it's purely because that's more fun. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we get to go and massacre our brothers. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. I, I kind of feel it's like them showing we're better than you. Like mm-hmm. we're better at doing this yeah, than all we of get you. To jump you. Yeah, right? we get to jump you, which is what we love doing. Yeah, people for no reason. Um. So yeah, they, you know, they, 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 they're chaos undivided in the old fluff. Uh, sorry, not fluff, but canon. Um, but I, I've always had more of a... I've always been more drawn to legions that don't... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the demon stuff. I mean, it has a place and it's good in the stories, but yeah. I think that's what draws me to these books in general. I think they're quite good using the Night Lords as a basis because it's quite nice having, you know, Astrates heretics, but... Mm-hmm. They're not the demon, exactly. as you say, moustache twirling. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like like a fucking word bearer who's just like, <laughs> I just plotted another thing by aligning the stars. Read my book. That's why I was drawn to Iron Warriors. Iron Warriors are a chaos legion, but most of them couldn't give a monkeys about the gods. You know, they, they see them as a pantheon that exists. They all know it exists because they've been watching it for 10,000 mm. years. But it doesn't deserve any more respect than the Emperor deserves. And that's how the Night Lords kind of see it. In my eyes, they they know it's there. They know it's a thing, but actually, it's pure corruption. Like just winding it back to the heresy a little bit. There's a point where Sevatar 
who, by the way, is the first person to shout Death to the False Emperor. Which yeah, is what a legend. Legend. Um, where he meets a character that has that he respects <coughs> and he shakes his hand prior to the uh, massive. Yeah, event. this is. And then they, 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 they meet on the battlefield. And, he's um, a word there, isn't he? The word, yeah, it's an Tal. Yeah. Who's like one of the. He's the first person possessed. And he's possessing, he sees him in his possessed form. And so it's as after Istvan 5, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. they, like, they just massacre their own brothers, and he comes up to him all like, in demon form to come yeah. and shake his hand again. He just spits at his fucking face. Yeah, he's like, like, fuck off. Fuck off, this is disgusting. Yeah, you know? like, like, look at yourself, mate. That, that is them in a nutshell. Like, Talos is very much of that vein. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He, he lives under that same world of Sevatar. Like, we're assholes, we're bad guys. We really enjoy doing this. Got no time for the Emperor. Well, no time for any kind of authority, really. Like, <laughs> I just want to do my own thing, leave me alone. Yeah. But also, you know, they don't see chaos any different. However, that doesn't stop other uh, night lords falling into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few um, of them. There's, there's a lot of people out there that think they're Alpha Legion Iron Warriors, night lords, the ones that don't follow God. Doesn't mean they don't accidentally or don't eventually. So, um, so coming back to you, Zaz, yeah, yeah. he's an accidental corn berserker. Like, there's some flashbacks where he's a sergeant in the squad, and he's pretty normal. Yeah, I think there's, there's occasions in this book where he sort of, he says something, everyone looks at him like... Oh, he's lucid, he's yeah. there. And, the, then, and then he goes back to rambling. And drooling, uh, the, yeah. word, like, the description of him, like, dro- and about in the drop pod and about to land, oh. and he's like drooling in his helmet, going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, then, and then Talos just punches him in the helmet, doesn't he? Just gets the wall, yeah, like, yeah, just shut, and he just says, like, sometimes, just shut, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking talk. <laughs> yeah, just shut your mouth. Um, so, you know, they they kind of see it, they know it. They they must have seen all the other legions that, you know, fully felt like the world mm. eaters. They know that shit exists, but uh doesn't mean they respect it or care for it. They don't want it near them. Um, so Uzaz is really cool. He's like the low man corn berserker in the unit. Obviously runs around with a chain axe. I think at one point he throws it at someone, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. Like, he's an absolute beast, as he should be. Like, absolutely tears his way through units, which I think is hilarious. There's a couple of bits in the books where... You know, they really have to stick to their tactical aim, their mission. Mm. Like, stay in this room, do not leave. And he's, like, pacing around because he desperately wants to run outside and, you know, massacre people yeah. with their hands. And like, no, no, do not do that. So there's moments where they can get through to him, but generally they lose track of him. Even on their own ship, they lose him. One of, yeah, one of my favourite bits in the first book is when they're fighting the Titan. Mm-hmm. And he's underneath a warhound... Shooting up with his bolter at the head, going ooh, ping, 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 yeah, ping, and amazing. it's about to blow up. And I think Talos has to run over, shoulder barges him, yeah. and then just hammers his helmet him into he unconsciousness just, yeah, to drag him out. Yeah, yeah, fucking mad. So that's he's pretty cool. We've also got I always pronounce Syrian. Is it Syrian? Siren? I say Syrian. So I'm going to listen to the audio book too. Yeah, I really should. I don't know if he pronounces his name. Yeah. I'm sure Aaron Dempsey Bowden, if he ever hears this, will say what he wanted. God. Um, so Syrian, Siren, um, I thought he was a dick. Like, he's, he's a bit of an arsehole in the squad. He's a, t- he's a token... He, uh, he's got the token jokes. Yeah, he can be quite funny. He's he's quite a standard Marine, isn't it? And, mm. like, as in his war gear, he just rolls with a bolt gun and a combat weapon. Like, he's quite standard. Mm. All the other characters have their thing. So, I forgot to mention, Talos has a legendary yes. sword that he stole from the... Arun, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's like mm. a bronze, I remember it correctly, it's like a bronze gold sword. It yeah, it's got the wings. Got and the it's got the crest of the blood angel, yeah. which he keeps But it's a power sword as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. and he, he looks after it and he loves the fact that he's murdered loads and loads of his own brothers who have tried to steal it. As well as every time he bumps into blood angels, they oh, yeah, come yeah. after it and he them all down. Um, so he's got a sword that's quite iconic. Um, one thing I would say about Aaron Dempsey Bowden is he never really goes into depictions of characters. Yeah. Like their faces don't matter. You know, and I think that's important. I think the only thing we get about Talos is he's bald. He's bald, yeah, fucking bald. And they're all but I mean they're all standing like with pale pale with black, black eyes. eyes. Yeah. Um but what he does do is he'll give you a bit of richness and he does this across all of his books actually. He'll give you tangible things that make you understand the characters. So like Talos has got this amazing sword which he stole from a blood angel. Loads of backstories to think about there. Yeah. He ritually cracks, uh, he wears a space marine aquila chest piece, but, it's like but he'll ritually yeah. crack it, so he'll make sure it's, you know, defiled, defiled and piss off space marines if they ever see it. Um, and he carries a really special bolter, and he gets another one later on, which is even more special, but it doesn't really matter too much. Um, Zal carries that amazing chain. I think we get, yeah, we get a description of all the helmets. Oh, yeah, one yeah, point. yeah, so Talos has got like a... I can't remember what mark it is. It's the one with the studs. Yeah, the studs. Yeah, mark the, four, mark five, maybe. I can't remember. I think it's the heresy era armor. Yeah, it's always got studs with the white. Yeah. It's got white helmet on, and then well, it's, it's a white skull, isn't skull, it? Yeah. Over the dark blue plate, he paints on a skull, and he has a rune, rune yeah. a rune painted on his forehead. Um, so it's those little things. Like I don't need to know exactly what his voice sounds like and what his face looks like. I want to know the depth of his character. Like those all say things. Like why does he wear a ritualized cracked? Just mm. hilarious, you know. Um, Zal, he's got the chain blade. Uh, if I remember correctly, he always fights with the with the uh, ceremony Night Lord's helmet. So you know, sometimes you see him with the wings. I think he gets that. I think that's actually his. Um, that's, yeah, Zal has that one. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think he actually puts the wings on later, but it's still he's got like a, it's almost like a sculpted demon. Style. Yeah, it's like a t- it's over the top compared yeah. to everyone else in the squad, which is pretty cool. Um, and then the yeah, other same like uh, he just has his. So you get all these little like yeah. flavors. And he's got the Mark II, just like a oh, he's got like a blood handprint. Yeah, this is, it reminds me of um, Lurt. Yeah, yeah, oh, fucking Urukai, yeah. <laughs> man flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taste man flesh. But that's the that's the key for our first claw in the first book. Yeah, so I think it's something that it does have. He has an ex, He does have a bit of quality as the fear. He can sense people's fear. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's worth picking up on, actually. And again, you haven't read the third one, so you don't know. No, it comes into sort of play in the first one when he senses... He's a bit addicted to it. It's like a bit of a, yeah, yeah. Bit of a crack out. I think when he's walking, there's a bit when he, they meet, they go into the Black Legion, they take a prison world, mm-hmm. and he, there's all the prisoners... And he's walking down, he, it's driving him a bit insane at that point, because he yeah. can hear all, even though they're bowing into the Black Legion, he can hear all yeah. their fear. Yeah, it makes him a bit... And I think, it's intoxicating, but like... Really difficult. Yeah, at the same yeah. Time. And yeah. Zal hates that because he, he says that's chaos corruption. You're yeah. you're corrupting me. Yeah. Yeah. Jog on. Yeah, pretty gross. So as you can see, like they're all a bit weird. No one's quite right. But you know, I, this is what I want to bring up like about how um, I see it often online, and I've heard people say before that like you know Alpha Legion, like, oh they didn't really go traitor. It's like it doesn't matter if you spent ten thousand Terran years or however long that is in. Your weird time warpy, which yeah, you know, in the warp doesn't matter. Like the worst of you is brought out to the forefront in the warp, and eventually you're corrupt. It doesn't matter. You can't spend too long in there, otherwise it just completely takes you over. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and emotions are heightened, and they're heightened on yourself. 
So you know, you see like word bearers, they have like spikes coming out of them and horns, mm-hmm. they embrace it, whereas others sort of re- repress it a little bit, they still get you. Uzus uh, was a super violent guy and it just hikes him up to be a berserker. <coughs> he's not quite there though yet at the, at the start. He's then. still a little bit, he can still have a discussion every now and then. Yeah. He's nearly, nearly okay. Um, so that's that's first core. There are other important people, I think it's worth bringing up. Um, tell us about the Legion serfs or slaves. Yeah. Not Septimus, but there is another one um, who's really integral to the story. Yeah, so I think that's one of the from the first bit, like major bits of the story, is when Talos has a vision, and his vision is of finding a navigator. And this navigator just so happens to be on a chunk or meteorite of their old world of Nostromo. So she is a navigator in a, in a mine, is it a mining ship? Yeah, so... A rogue trader, isn't it? Yeah, it's a rogue trader, which I thought was a lovely little drop to, like, old fluff. Yeah, it's yeah. just old, like, warming your heart, gooey, lovely <laughs> feeling of, like, these old, weird spaceships that... It's yeah, very Star wars yeah, 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 a little yeah, bit. Just, these guys are just cruising around, picking up loot and <laughs> selling it back to... Mechanica. Mechanica or Space Marines for gear, essentially, just to make money. But in her world... She's lowest of the low. Like, yeah, this was really good because I never knew about navigators. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize about the houses and there's a bit about her dad and he's like he's really a rival house. He had a bit of a war and he yeah. gets blown up in a huge. I, I thought it was wonderful. Like yeah. it's a really, it's only like two pages long, but it's that deep world building that you need. So you could just say, oh, she's a navigator, and you just assume, okay, well she takes me places. But it's that they're so valuable to the Imperium, and even her role has a really crappy. Uh, ship mining ship, which is not important to anyone whatsoever. But even she's not too. She's quite happy with it at one point, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, she want. It's like the rip building on the background is like, yeah. She you know she's the like eighth daughter or seventh. Yeah, something like the first would be the one that would go and be the navigator for a space marine strike cruiser. But even their house is probably not yeah, going to do that. Their house is so low. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then it's pretty cool. So, it's, but it adds to her character for what what eventually yeah. happens to her. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Um. So. How do we meet her? So as I said, yeah, Taos has a vision about. I, I don't know if it's just an. I think it's a navigator. He sees a navigator. I think he's seen the navigator, and he knows where he needs to go. Yeah, and it's and it just so happens to be, as I say, a chunk of their homeworld, Nostromo. Which, just for context, their dad blew up. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm sick of my, my legion being full of murderers. So and blows his planet up. And front of them all as well. Yeah, they they make, he makes everyone watch it. Yeah, <laughs> and they all feel a bit nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, bit, that's kind of the Night Lords in a show, yeah, isn't it? Just so be like, yeah. I know. I think when they land as well, it's like someone walk, goes, one of them goes, welcome home, and they all just have a bit of a chuckle, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, cool, yeah. yeah. And I think one of the points you point out is when they land, when they get there, and there's, there's mining, well, they, first of all, they blow up her, like, mining ship, just like... Yeah, so there's this lovely little, like, two, three-pager bit of a, the captain of the mining ship, who's, I, I read it as this kind of... Happy go lucky, but a bit chubby, a bit, yeah. a bit grimy, a little bit sleazy. He's obviously hit on her a few times. Yeah, she's a bit but she, he's not too dangerous. I mean, she just yeah, yeah, she just sees him as like you know, palming off whatever. Um, but he, you know, he gets he's on his on the, on the deck and they get. And he like, spent oh, a lot of money on like weapons, yeah, right, hasn't so he? So for a mining class ship, he goes on about how he's really secured it. Yeah. Super, super protective, and if anyone attacks them, they can fight them off. You know, they're worried about raiders. I immediately thought, like, Eldar, or Dark Eldar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, just random ships. Even mechanic. I think even that like, he says... Mechanica, mechanica, yeah. Mechanica. Like, yeah. yeah. 
and they fight it. They, you know, they feel quite comfortable to go and mine this rock. And out of nowhere, a ship appears, and they they try to hail it. And oh, then see, it's an Astrati's strike crew. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh shit, shit, like, shit what, wow, uh, God, they want this stuff, don't they? They just assume they're there to take all their, their materials they've been mining. And then they just get blown out of the sky. <laughs> just immediately lance strikes, the ship ceases to exist, and Octavia sees this from the rock. That you know, this asteroid. Yeah, she's space. mining on the rock at the minute, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, ah shit. And the uh, way she does it is very much just ah, great. Yeah. Um She has like a week like a month's supply of food yeah, and like she's got what, like she's got a, a squad of bodyguards with her. Yeah. And a load of servitors. And that's where you finally see the sort of her coming into the fray is they land on the planet and they take her because she's valuable. Yeah, I think there's a really, there's a really good bit when, when they find she's in like a mining vehicle and um, so it's got like a heavy bolter on it, yeah, and which is like on a servitor. Yeah, <laughs> and the guys are laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, I think they I take cover and they're like, it's like, oh, this is fucking annoying. Yeah. And it's like one of them's coming around the corner, but bolter blows it off. Yeah, it's so so just. Cash. And then he's Talos is walking through the vehicle, isn't he? Yeah, and she yeah. runs at like runs at him. <laughs> it's like what? An she hits him with a spanner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his head he doesn't just chokes her out. Yeah, her head doesn't even. His head doesn't even move. He's like, dum, dum. Yeah. he's like not even forcing his head back. And then, but his eyes are closed because yeah. he doesn't want to look into the uh, third eye. Third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he he chokes her out, but he does it blindfolded because hey, he's an astartes. He doesn't need to see everything. But he, um, even but he also him. knows that she could actually legitimately kill him with that. Yeah, which I didn't know about. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, this is... Anyone looks at that eye, it causes instant death, essentially. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I've mentioned this to Jamie before, and it makes me laugh, is the how happy they are to not only find a navigator, but to find over 100 working servitors. So anyone that knows servitors, they're like lobotomized humans yeah. that are put into service in the Imperium. So... You commit a crime, you get the bottom eyes, and you end up having your arms chopped off, or, or something like that, and yeah, you become like, yeah. you know, heavy, heavy lifters, lifters yeah. or drills. And they find a hun- over a hundred of them, they're, they're genuinely happy about and it. And it's like, like, this is, this is winning, dog us, yeah. like, we can actually start putting repairs into our ship. So, immediately, our Andesi Valdez going, these guys are ex, you know, uh, Astartes heroes, and now they're scavenging off of a rock. To find stuff just to keep their ship together, yeah. including needing a navigator, like it's incredibly vital stuff for them. And you, you know, you never really think about supply chain in space marine stories. No. Well, how are they going to get their missile? I mean, like, look at them because they're organised. Yeah. Like they have a supply. They only seem to have ever one magazine on the model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one magazine, but there's just a huge trolley of them behind. Yeah. Whereas you know these guys, they I think there is a scene where they just run out of ammo. They, they're like, right, chainsaws out because we can't. I mean, at one point, it's like we're just punching people. Yeah, because, you know, we don't carry that much ammunition. And he does, Aaron does this a lot in his books where he he just grounds it in reality. You know, a spaceman could stand holding a hill for, forever in some books because ammo doesn't matter. In these ones, you get a sense of desperation because it's like, oh, I'm out of ammo now. Shit. Yeah. I, I, I can be the best shot in the world. I'm just going to throw rocks at you. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> really makes accurately. It feel real. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Octavia is a pretty important character. Um, I like as the book goes on. I mean, you first she's pretty cool. I mean, that badass bit when she's like, just watch the, the, their landing ship coming. She's like, oh shit. Yeah. And she tells her bodyguards like, you, you fucking run. I'm just gonna yeah, stay here now. And... She's very just like accepting of her fate. Um, and you know, she's accepting, and then she's just trying to fight him off, which I think is quite cool. It's kind of like, fuck you. I'm probably gonna die, but let's just try it anyway. 
as the story goes on, you know, she really, really doesn't want to be there. She's brought in. She's neural mm. traitors, neural heretics, and they're very much just like laughing it off, like, so are you now. Yeah. You've been on our ship. Do you think Imperium's ever going to let you come back? You're now a traitor and a heretic. She yeah. doesn't get used to it. But it's where her background sort of comes in as well, where yeah. she's always wanted lady. to be. Huh? Royal lady. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, but she's always wanted to be, uh, her dream was to, you know, navigate a space marine ship. Yeah, but she got it. She got, like, one of the best space marine yeah, ships I think that's in existence, yeah. like, ever. But it's just that warped little, but it's, it's not, not a great <laughs> ship. <laughs> um, which brings us neatly on to the next, what I'd call character, um, is the common blood, like, the ship itself. Um, yeah. I, it's so romanticised, I love it. <clears throat> Like it genuinely feels like such an important part of the book when you read it. Like yeah. it's, it's a ship of character. I think mean, when you first introduced when Tal's having his vision, and it's all like um, Septimus is outside and he's like it's pitch black because yeah. and that just sort of sets the scene of how the ship is like. It's cold. Yeah. It's not like warped in so. No, many... it feels like they make an effort to keep it uh, corruption free. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah, it, it's a ship of perpetual night. They don't have lights on. The Legion Serfs are allowed to use lamp packs. Yeah. But when they're around Legionnaires, they've got to switch off because Talos doesn't want to be seeing light. So they live in complete. I think part of them wants to turn it. They don't want to see. Like, yeah. Seeing the astrologies, yeah. they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. With the skin draped over their armor and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a thriving human colony like on that ship. They've got like a black market. I can't remember. There's a name for it. I can't remember what it is, but nah. it's where the humans go to barter and live. And yeah, like, I think one of them's like got batteries. Yeah, and it's like batteries. It's warm them up in the in a fire. I'm not quite otherwise, but they're like, yeah, I'll trade you this for some some batteries for your lamp. Yeah, so that's an old 40k thing. I remember it from one of the Imperial Guard codexes. The the cell packs used for las guns and lights and torches. But the reason the las gun is so universally used is you can charge it up by chucking it. Oh, right, okay. So that's just one of those things. Yeah. You can collect them, you can recycle it forever. But eventually they break. But, yeah, yeah. So it's important for them. They need them to be able to see. But one thing I do like is because they're always in darkness, everyone's eyes slowly get a little bit fucked Yeah, up. yeah. I think they're all, they all slight, that pupil just constantly stays down. Yeah, so like, like uh, um, yeah, both both the, uh, the main character serfs, um, Septimus and Octavia, you know, Towards the end of the trilogy, their, their pupils are just black. They yeah, become, the they've become nightmares yeah. almost. Like it's really cool. There's a description of her things like her hair's like pretty rank, and then and she's you can't tell the color of her eye anymore. Yeah, she's gone really pale. Yeah, and like she's fully embraced. Is the wrong word? She's not embraced chaos or anything like that. She's realised it's not the worst living ever. And really, it's exciting. It's exciting, and what is being a good guy and a bad guy really? Is the Imperium that great? I mean, doesn't yeah. treat the citizens any better than Talos I mean, does. You've got a human lifespan. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. I, I think Sexton says I was just haul- yeah, I was hauling as a yeah. lorry driver, I was hauling stuff, or now I'm flying a thunderhawk. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. What would I rather be doing? Um, so yeah, that's the ship, and that leads us quite nicely into who controls the ship. Yeah, this is. I, I really like this character actually, the Exalted. Or yeah, so so he's called. Why is he called the Exalted? Well, originally he's he's Vandred. So that he's tenth company sergeant, but I think in the heresy, yeah, there's a flashback where he's the sergeant of first company. Yeah, and then he or tenth company or the other. I think it's tenth company. I think yeah. they're all pre, they're all original tenth company. Right? Yeah, 
And then, and then they have a leader who I've forgotten his name now, Macarian. Right? Macarian, yeah. So he comes into a bit yeah. later, which a really cool scene. But, but yeah. after the heresy, we don't know how, but Van Ridden obviously becomes the captain of mm. First Company. And he does suffer to corrupt. He gets very much so. possessed by yeah. a demon, yeah. a warp demon, who, let's face it, as you expect, is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. So Van Dredd was considered one of the greatest night lords. Ship. Void Captain, warfare, void, yeah. Void warfare, no one compares. You know, he pulls off. You will, you see in in the book, he pulls off some ridiculous maneuver, which, as it happens, the imperial captains suddenly recognise what he's doing, and like, no one can do this. That's impossible. Oh my god, he's done it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we're dead. Like, so he's like the peak above everyone. Everyone else, even other space mates, he's he's very valuable at what he does, but. He's not Vandred anymore. He is the exalted. He's a possessed space. And he feeds off the memories. So Vandred was an excellent warfare, but the demon's feeding off his memories of how to do it, and therefore... So he's obviously given up his body at some... or his soul or his mind, whatever it is, he's given up. So so the exalted has his body. He kind of looks like him, if I'm in the description. Yeah. He's kind of space marine size, but probably bigger. I think he's he's a bit bigger than the Terminators. Yeah. But there's like he's got he's got a few it's like the the one the one description I think um, Aaron does really well is you never get a full description of him but there's yeah. this one characteristic that he keeps going on about is he keeps licking his like sharp teeth until yeah, his tongue yeah, bleeds yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like his lips are covered and it's, it's con- horns hasn't it yeah it's yeah, got a few yeah. horns but it's yeah. that constant like licking of the when he's thinking yeah. and licking of the tongue that, bleeding for oh. me it's that like a demon in a body that it doesn't own it's it's always like it doesn't care it doesn't care it's yeah. playing with it kind of thing but Vandred's in his brain. Like, well, how, you know, it's, it's really he's, in back, he's in, yeah. he's in the back of his head. Like, I think and he the, taps into his knowledge. He, yeah. he tortures him. In the first in book, I think he's like, oh, he hasn't... So he keeps trying to re-emerge, and I think he's been doing this for, like, 100 years. Or, yeah, and I think at this point, in the first book, Vandred, he thinks has sort of given up. Yeah, yeah he goes quiet. So the, the exalted says, like, Vandred's gone quiet. Um, uh, is it, uh, which character is it that can hear emotions? Syrian. 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 He does mention that he can hear. Oh, there's a mention of when he they wouldn't go into waking. Yeah, yeah. Screaming. I can hear Vandred yeah, screaming yeah. inside the exalted. But they're in. They go into the you know the, the command throne room and the exalted is talking and Syrian's there the whole time just wincing because he can hear Vandred inside his demon's head. You can hear the fear. Just yeah. Screaming. You can hear it. They feel it. So it's pretty fucked up to think that this is like. Demon possessing a guy you used to know that kind of looks like him but also looks like a demon, and the guy's in his head somewhere. Part of me's like, kill him. Just <laughs> kill him and get it. end all the suffering. But part of him is probably like. He, need, he, do, he does need Vandred though. He needs Vandred because Vandred is immensely knowledgeable about void warfare. Yeah. He makes these sort of valuable to. And that's why him. I quite like this character. He, um, as, as you say, there's a couple of scenes where, and I think near the end as well, you start to get a sense of. First, you exalt is all a bit like. Oh yeah, about you know, when they meet Abaddon, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh right, I'm doing this to appease Abaddon to yeah, show really yeah. good." And there's a bit where it turns where he's actually like, "Okay, now nah, we're I'm better not, than this." Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we're a legion. You're not a fucking legion. You're yeah. a black legion. You're a bunch of mongrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's a bit of pride there, which I really like. Mm. Um, Although he does try and get rid of Talos. Yeah. Quite quickly. Yeah. So before we go to that, it's worth mentioning that the Exalted has what. All captains kind of have in the Night Lords. It's I don't know how to pronounce it. The Adamanta, the the, the, the Atramanta. Yeah, the Atram. Yeah, Atramanta. Well, you look it up on the internet. You guys. Are we, we are really butchering. <laughs> yeah, you can work it all out. Um, 
Terminators. The Terminators, they're straight up Terminators, which I, from my point, nothing is fucking cooler than Chaos Terminators. They've always. I, I don't know what it is. Space Marine Terminators don't do anything for me. They're just dudes in armour. But when it's Chaos ones, they just look beyond threatening. Yeah, and then these Night Lords have got. The tusks, haven't they? Yeah. Some of them have got the tusks, they've yeah, got trophy racks. Yeah, trophy racks, they all carry random weapons. There's no, like, synergy there. Yeah, you one's know, got a hammer. Yeah, one's got a fucking huge hammer and, like, it's comedy ball, and the other one's got lightning claws, yeah. you know. They're all over the place, but they're, they're, that harkens back to, like, Horus Heresy sort of, and then the Crusade era. So the first coming captain, Se- um, Severus? Severus. Why do I keep saying Severus? I watched loads of Harry Potter over Christmas, so it must be just like lodged in my head. Um, <coughs> he he was in charge of all of them. He, you know, they follow him around. They were loyal. And then when the when the the Dark Angels do over the Night Lords um, during the Lord's Heresy, and they scatter, all the Terminators sort of just run off with the captains. So they get really fragmented. And I like how this looks like a part of that. Like these guys have just gone right. Yeah, you're the exalted. We'll stick with you because. They've yeah, got yeah. something to do. Yeah. Like, there's no Legion organization anymore. You know, we don't have anyone coordinating everyone. We yeah. just kind of do what we want, so we'll hang around here. And it gives him a. He's also you never see him lash out or fight, really. He's just got. Yeah, the Exalted around. never ever comes away from the command frame. No, he's kind of just not even locked in or trapped in. It's kind of like, that's where I feel safe. Because I'm surrounded yeah. by my Terminators, so I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the cast. Um, and it's cool. It's really good. And it's not even the full cast. You know, it grows. You, you get to book two and book three, people come and go. Um, but that's book one, and that, we kind of want to stay in this world because we'll do two and three yeah. after this. Um, so I think we should take a quick break, maybe play a song if we're going to do that. Um, we're going to get another beer, and then we'll come straight back into it. Yeah. Cheers.
and we're back. Um, cool, got our beers. Uh, so we're going to cover off the actual story now. So I guess if you don't want to know exactly what's happened, now's the time to stop. I mean, but why are you listening? But why are you listening? <laughs> um, I guess we should have said right at the beginning, the, this podcast, because we're going back in time with all of our books, we're not going to be picking up new books and doing, you know, very secretive discussions. This is us going into stuff that's been around for ages, so go and buy them and read them. Um, uh, so yeah, they'll be full of spoilers. Um, so yeah, we're going to cover off the actual story now. Um, we'll keep it loose and light, we're not, you know, page by page descriptions, but we're just going to pick up on some of the stuff. Our favourite bits, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot in there. Um, so we've already covered off the very beginning with um, finding, finding Octavia. Yeah, yeah. Um, what happens after that? So they get her on the ship. So yeah, then they're, they're being summoned by Abaddon. A big boy. Big boy, he's starting. Is this the start of his 13th crusade? Yeah, before? so it is, I think it's pretty cool because Aaron obviously loves Abaddon. Abaddon gets a lot of... This is the first around. time I've like, yeah. properly read a story with him in. Yeah. Except, I mean, except the Loken... Yeah, shit. and the Free Heresy stuff where he's just a raving mad, like, angry man. He's a lot more... Not. He's a lot more, especially when you read some of Aaron's later stuff in the Talon before us, and he's a lot more switched on than people let him be. And he gets a lot of flack in, in the community for Faye Abaddon or Arthino. He gets flack in this book as well from yeah, the other he's, guys. He's an arsehole in this, but he's a respectable leader. And, you know, he plays games. He, you know, he plays political games. And there's a mention of everyone, there's a whisper like, oh, he is a fucking. From Horus. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all like, this is They're he gossiping is. about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, I've heard a rumor that he's actually just Horus. Yeah. He's a clone. So, you know, it's never never confirmed, never denied. It's the best place <laughs> to be. Keep it in the grey. But he's big. But he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> so the, they get Octavia and then they get summons. The, uh, it's kind of like an all out Chaos Space Marines come and join these summons, or is it more of a, the exalted summons? No, it's, I think he is calling every every war band that he yeah. can get because I think he you need to get this world he's he wants the titans I think there's a titan world on here mm-hmm. he wants the titans he wants the resources from this planet mm-hmm. but he's still really quick yeah because he's time is it. time is the time yeah. is the essence so. so they go to a planet I can't remember the name of it Cryf Cryf is this the prison planet so it's Cryf I think the description is four planets one's Cryf Prime which is the Mechanicum world is right. it? or maybe I'm there's four planets. There's one's a prison planets. world, one's resource world, and one's a titan world. So a healthy little setup um, yeah. for the Mechanicum. Um, so the uh, Night Lords get there, and what do they find? So there's a <coughs> all of the Baden's fleet is attacking. There's, an, there's a big armada. There's a big outside, Imperial armada. Yeah, outside of defending it. The prison world. They're yeah. trying to keep Abaddon off the Imperial, uh, off the prison world. You can probably guess why Abaddon wants the prison world. That's a Contest. lifetime supply of contests. <laughs> like you've got billions of disenfranchised. Yeah, people who hate the Imperium just won't have a go at that. Um, so you know, to to abandon that's a lot of cannon fodder. Um, mm. But yeah, so there are our lovely first claw and the exalted get to this planet. It's being attacked by abandon, but it's a grind. They need to move quickly. Um, so what happens? So the exalted does is. When he rubs his hands with glee, doesn't he? When he's like, ah, oh, fucking void, uh, void warfare. I love this. I love void warfare. Yeah, so he goes into his own. As well as I think he gets that little gleam in his eye, and I think a bit yeah. of his character comes out. He's like, right, well, I'm gonna. He's a bit like, I want to show off. 
in front yeah. of Abaddon. Yeah, I kind of want to... I got the vibe first time I read it that he was like, oh my god, it's Abaddon. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, can, I, I can't wait to do this. But then rereading it, part of me is like, you're a Mongol legion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not a real legion. Uh, part of it is I want to show legion. you how to do it. Yeah, you know, by the point of 13th Black Crusade, the Black Legion, not only does it have Marines from every traitor legion in it wearing the black, but it's got a lot of new recruits. Thin bloods. Thin bloods, you know, yeah. like, you know, um, not real Horus Heresy here in Marines. I think there's a bit in the book where he said he's the acid spit, which I never knew of. You didn't know about them? No, I didn't know about them. I know escape jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, this is weakened down in thin blood to yeah. have this, but yeah. as a pure, as a pure well, they, legion. We're going on tangent, but they actually do mention that about some of the blood angels mm. that they meet in. I don't think it's in the book. So if you guys want to go out and buy the book, you can buy an omnibus, which I've got in front of me, um, which not only has the three main stories, it's got like four or five short story editions. Yeah, a couple of audio books. Yeah, in and, and, and one of them is it's hilarious. It's really funny. It's just the first call raiding a space hulk. And they come across some blood angels, and the first thing that one of them does is just go, their blood smells immensely thin. Like, they don't smell like blood angels. They no. smell like distant cousins. Like So they feel the same way about Imperials they do about, you know, second, third generation Chaos Space Yeah, Marines. And the Black Legion. And the Black Legion. The Black Legion, you know, from a personal point, I think the Black Legion is one of the best things about Space Marines. It's like Conan the Barbarian ruling over a humongous warband of every colour. But... I like it from the Nightmare's point of view. You know, we're murderers, we're bastards, but we're pure. Like, mm. we are who we are. You guys are just, you're nothing to us. But anyway, that's the tangent. So they get there and they want to show off. So, so yeah, he does like, um... He does like some weird, just like a spin manoeuvre, and he launches like boarding parties, basically. There's two, I think there's two massive, um... Like, they're like they're like a, a stupid size imperial ships. That yeah, I mean, I, I just imagine a bit like Star Destroyers from Star Wars. Just yeah, like, in my head, they're like so you got your Space Marine Strike Cruisers, which is supposed to be lean and fast, like a knife, like a blade. Yeah, yeah, they go in and they deliver a punch. But then Abaddon's got Ventral Spirit, which from the Heresy stuff, that is the biggest of the big. They're like they're brawlers. They go into mm. a fight and they can take the punishment, but they'll give it back out and probably better you. But even Abaddon's struggling with his fleet, and the time's not on their side. So, so yeah, he so there's also some some really pretty cool manoeuvres where he comes along and takes a bit a few broadsides, but he sends off his pods and they and breach. Saves and, the day. Yeah, and see, saves <laughs> so I think one goes down quite quick, and the other one that our first claw goes on. It's a sword of the emperor. It's got a pretty cool name. Yeah, and we follow we follow them onto the ship, and I yeah. think it's a cool little scene where. There's these um, soldiers on board, I think Helios 9, and they're like meant to be like. Great name. Yeah, no. It's like a TV show. Yeah, Helios. <laughs> it's like a buddy cop show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're in the throne room, it's like they're meant to be like SWAT teams, and I think the leader's getting like reports, he's like, oh, okay, we'll, 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 why are you boarding our ship? This they is... assume it's just a bunch of rabble yeah. that are boarded. You and know, some... it's your casual, yeah. anyone you can fight off, and we're the best, you're not going to get anywhere near us. And then suddenly he just gets a report, like, crack off of the box, he's like, bolters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, starts to like shit himself a little bit, and then he seals the door, and I think um, Talos gets a room, and he's like, right, I need to get in there. Mm-hmm. Just punches a hole through through the doors and places a charge in, and then I think we cut straight afterwards to the aftermath. We don't see. I think they walk in, don't they? Just go pray site. 
<laughs> which I love. I do that I throughout the book. Oh, we, we should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So, Prey Sight is what the Night Lords have in their helmets, and they whisper it and they go, like, Prey Sight. And it's just another field of vision. It's like, it's like Predator thermal vision, is yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Love it. So, they can wander around in the dark, you know, hanging from ceilings and stuff, just watching people panicking, just like giving they, off heat. Yeah, they just stop there and just go, Prey Sight. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so cool. So, you just cut the aftermath and. There's a slaughtered, obviously. Yeah, and uh, what is it? Uh, Talos says something to the so the, the 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 captain of the ship is kind of like Geiger-esque alien. There's no lower half of it. Yeah, he's like built into the ship, so he controls the ship because he's completely wired. Into he's it. into the machine spirit, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he 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 says something like. Um, he's doing prayers to the emperor. Or something. Yeah, and, and Talos is standing over him with his sword, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I saw your god emperor. He, yeah. he wasn't a god. He might not be a man, but he definitely <laughs> wasn't a god. So there's this constant like belittling yeah. everyone. I love it. It's great. And he just like sees his eyes as he just like shoves his sword through him into the just throne. Pure. And then all the brutal. all the lights in the ship start going. Yeah. And down. So that's Abaddon's first task done. They, they, uh, yeah, the night lords they got through the barricade quite quickly. Yeah, and they've had to. I think they exit through like a cool scene where he just blows a hole in his shit. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he, he twats him, suck him out. Yeah, he yeah. twats his head on the way out. Like, yeah, <laughs> so he wakes up after being knocked out cold. He just hands his helmet to Septimus to go, oh, fix this. Yeah, Septimus like again just sighs like brilliant. I've got to fix this helmet. Um, so that brings us up to them landing on the planet. Mm. We don't see much of that. This is the prison planet. We don't see a lot of it. We we it cuts to a point where the night the first claw are invited to yeah attend a meeting with Abaddon. Well, a summons. Talos is summoned. Yeah, they'll Talos go. Is summoned with first claw. They'll go in midnight midnight clad. You think the Terminators say? Mm. So um, a few of the Terminators go with them as like. I think it's a show of strength, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And they, so it's First Claw, some of the Terminators, and um, the Serbs. Septimus and Octavia, Se- yeah. Yeah, so, so Septimus flies. Uh, yeah, so Septimus flies under the Blackened, which is a fantastic name for a Thunderhawk. It's just so evocative. Yeah. I hate that word, but it really is. Like, you can just see it in your head. It's like burn. Bastard shit. Like, yeah. so cool. I think as I mentioned, of just like the Gundam man by Servitors. They, they don't have anything to yeah. they can use them. Yeah. So again, like the rest of the Night Lords stuff, it's just ramshackled and it's like you can imagine it being held together with a bit of gaffer tape because he doesn't know how to mm. fix another missile to it or something. It's just a bit <laughs> bit fucked up. There's a really nice description of him sat in this seat. It's like a seat made for a bigger... Yeah. Big, for a naturality. He's, yeah. he's sat in like... Well, like, but there's a bit where he's going through the atmosphere in one of the books and he's shaking so much it nearly dislocates his shoulder. Yeah, he's having to just like... Just for a marine, yeah, yeah. that's fine. You can just hold it and you're not bothered. But he's a normal guy. Yeah. Like. Um, so, yeah, you've got your two slaves that have gone down with him. They land and off the gang go, leaving... Um, a nice little meeting with the Black Legion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they get off, they land on the pad, all hell's breaking loose outside, they can hear noises. You know, prisons are being emptied into huge cargo orders, taking these heretics back up to space to live in wherever the ventral spirit or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the Black Legion Terminators are there waiting, and they crack some jokes. There's kind of intervox clicking going, yeah, yeah. and laughing. Because the, the the night lords are a little bit disrespectful because they even talk to them like they're they, we don't give a shit about you like yeah. you're, you're not original traitor <coughs> like I think then they like say you put your weapons down and the back you put your weapons down first and then one of them voxes back to the thunderhawk and all the heavy bolters take <laughs> and they're like <laughs> no, fine yeah okay come on then. come with us um, 
So yeah, so they're walking in column and then they, they go to Abaddon, but something happens on the way. So they get to Abaddon, but only Talos is invited. Yeah, they go through like this procession where all like the prisoners start bowing, and yeah. Talos says he hates hates the Black Legion, but he respects the obedience. Yeah, he gets out of humanity. And humanity, yeah. and he's like, okay. Because, I mean, Night Lords don't really... They get fear, but they don't get obedience in that same way, and I think he's sort of, like, a bit like... It, okay, yeah, it's, it's reluctant obedience because of fear against... You're so powerful, I, I respect you. Um, yeah, like, kind of that cult. Yeah, yeah like, the, I mean, they've become cultists, but, I mean, they're that cult of, like, the cult of the Black Legion. Yeah, it's quite strong. Yeah, it's very strong. Um, so, the Talos meets with Abaddon, yeah, it's quite a nice scene. Um, it's a great scene. Well, before he meets the uh, Black Legion Terminators, with I kind of got the sense of with the help of the Nightlord Terminators are escorted away. Kind yeah, they're like told. A, yeah, yeah, they're kind of like a this is the way it is. Come with us, and it's a bit of like what the fuck are they doing? Like, what's going on with Talos? I like, I like. Is I was like, oh yes, I want that. He's itching for them to the Black Legion to try it. To try it, I really want to bury my axe in one of them right now. <laughs> Um, so Talos is off chatting with Abaddon on his own, which is pretty interesting. So he makes him an offer essentially, like straight off the bat. He's yeah, he's in a bit of awe of him. He's got he's looking at the Talon or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it doesn't. I can't remember if it's this book or I'm thinking a different book where he gets a bit of a he can feel the power of it. Like that's yeah, a cool yeah, kill the Primarch that kills Sanguinius. Yeah, and he's watching like. He's um, playing, he's playing like, like Freddy Krueger, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like scissors clicking. And I think it's like ruining his lenses of going back, threat, 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 threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so he's picking up all the threats on a bad and straight away. It's just overwhelming threat. He yeah. has to switch it off. Um, so yeah, Baden essentially, if I remember correctly, gives him an offer, which is, you know, I want you. You should be in the Black Legion. You're a prophet. Yeah, you're a prophet. Immense capacity. I bet your visions seem to be better than my. I've got a horde of sorcerers that can't predict what you can predict. Yeah, yeah. Um, which Talos immediately just laughs off and says, "No, I'm good. I, I, I do not want to be part of you." Yeah. Um, I think doesn't he make him a? I think there's a slight insinuation that he would put him in charge of. Or well, is that one of the gods? Maybe. So. I think it's part of the gods. So okay, yeah. we'll get to why he means something. So Abaddon, you know, they go back and forth, a little bit of chatter, but Talos does get a rise out of him, which mm. in some other stuff, Abaddon's very He's chill. very disrespectful to Abaddon to his face as yeah, well, isn't he? Yeah. He's kind of like, I mean, this is a guy in Terminator armor. Yeah, this is literally who thought over everything. insinuates he's basically a Primarch in, yeah. in, all, in all of the names. Talos couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so what does Abaddon do? He shoots Talos. He gets his Talon of Horus out and he just pops Talos straight in the chest. Breaks the Aquila. Yeah, yeah, it shatters his breastplate. So he's not mortally wounded from what you read, but explodes his chest plate and some gas of some kind comes out. Yeah. And it knocks him out. There's a nice description of like he's he's trying to fight and he's like, can't find his weapons and it's like for an astrology, he's like... It's really like I feel really useless. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, this is the point of dying, you're meant to be biting. Yeah, you know, and he's yeah. Like, and he's just lying there, and then he blacks out. Um, but it's a psychic blackout. It's not a normal psychic. blackout. Yeah. He has a dream or whatever it is. It's basically Vision. an offer from the four gods, and they introduce themselves one at a time as visions of him. Yeah, it's like it? him looking in a corrupted mirror of each god. So yeah. 
the corn god is like uh, one of them says like this is the path that suits you that kind of thing so yeah. if you want it you can have it yeah, you yeah. can be you know become one of us and pick a god and go down that path um, you mentioned earlier to me off mic about one of the gods just a Nurgle god yeah he's Nurgle, like, it's like, like yeah. Coven Flight's like you would never pick me I came here just uh, you know out of interest yeah, yeah. so they've obviously got nothing better to do um, I think I think then well, I think it says later on at some point like each god it's just like a it's like a tiny moment of their time and they yeah. were asked to come and he's just like yeah okay. no no worries um, and Talus turns all of them down just not interested again a very night lord thing to do more interested in yeah he gets offered I think he gets offered temp company lead, yeah I'll make you lead of, he gets showing visions of him profit like seeing the future and he's yeah. temp company literally are just like are really like be doing really well because yeah, 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 he's yeah. in charge and he yeah. can see all the future and, which it's worth pointing out here the reason Talos is in this situation is because the Exalted had spoken to Abaddon. So is that right? Is that the... Yeah, you've seen him as a threat because yeah. he finds a navigator. If you control a navigator on the ship, you, you basically the ship. ship. Yeah. yeah. So the Exalted feels threatened by Talos. Talos has never taken command. He's, he's never been offered it. He's never taken it. He's just a natural leader that everyone follows. Um, and the Exalted sees him as a threat. You know, he's gone to a planet and found himself a navigator. So he could just go and have his own ship. Um, so the Exalted has made some sort of agreement with Abaddon to take Talos in exchange for... It's quite interesting that he doesn't... He knows if he kills Talos, he'll lose basically the, almost over half of his yeah. temp company because half of them are on basically his Talos side. side. Yeah. So he knows he's got to not get rid of him, but not kill him. Yeah, just say, like, oh, we left the yeah. traitor, he went to the Black Legion, what a bastard. Like, but also part of the deal is... To get rid of the surface as well. Yeah, so while these guys are all moseying around on chatting to Abaddon and the rest are walking through the prison, um, the surfs are left in the ship and it cuts to this tiny little short story. Yeah. It's amazing. It's this uh, dude, this this horrible guy that's been locked up in this jail for ages. He's got rotten teeth. Yeah. And it's him sitting in the back of a troop van. I think he's an elevator going up, isn't he? And yeah, and... and uh, yeah, he's got a auto gun or whatever, and he's surrounded by loads of murderers and rapists and you know typical cultists. And he's he's laughing about he killed his prison guard, and he keeps laughing, and then he's laughing, he's opening his mouth, and, and everyone's like, like stinks. stinks. Yeah, yeah, shut your mouth, that's disgusting. Black, they call him black gum or black. Teeth, yeah. Um, and what's funny about his character is he he feels he's been wrongly imprisoned. Um, he shouldn't be imprisoned for what he was sent in for. However. He was actually like a serial killer. There's no one ever found out about yeah. it. So like, there's this weird, funny little bit of twist of humour. Yeah, I should be putting like, this first. I mean, yeah, I did all this. Yeah, yeah, I did all this stuff that I don't know about. But I'm, I shouldn't be in this jail because what I'm in jail for wasn't what I was sent to jail for. What yeah. But there's a funny little story about him. Um, and they're on their way to the Blackened. Um, part of the deal from the Exalted, as well as taking Talos, is kill the Navigator, kill um, the Surf to get rid of uh, Septimus and get rid of Octavia. And the when they attack the ship as it's parked, they just they just let all the guns unload. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, they're in an elevator and they're coming out to a landing. It's like, like a, a child when I read it, it was like that scene in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, coming out. When they land on the beach and immediately it's just like... That's what's funny about that little story, because you get this whole little backstory and then literally he gets 
blown the pieces yeah. as he walks out. People forget, like, when I play the game on the tabletop, I forget there's something fucking cool about heavy bolts. like, they must shoot bullets that are, like, in the compact, you know, scaling up to human size. Yeah, I think you get... In the game, a heavy bolt of shells must be the size of like a painting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hitting you at velocity, you're just going to explode. You'll see things. Even bolters, though. I mean, in the book, I think it takes like two or three bolt rounds to blow a, a space marine's head off because they yeah. hit you and then explode. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's, but I mean, you got to scale in. Yeah. So anyway, um, they attack the ship, and you know, it, it is a bunch of lightly clad. Humans, uh, there's hundreds of them, I imagine. I don't I think actually, I think there's, they say there's 50, but I mean... If they only need to get close enough to the ship yeah, to and fire its guns. Yeah. And then I think there's only like two of the guns are manned by servitors. Yeah, so uh, I don't imagine there's many bullets in it. Yeah, um, so they do get into the ship, they well, you know, they blow torch the doors open or whatever it is they do, and they kick the living shit out of um, Septimus, um, like near enough killing. He, he, um, yeah, he loses an eye. He, yeah, he loses an eye. And a hand, I think. Yeah, he loses fingers or hands. Um, he gets well and truly smashed up, but they leave him, really. Maybe they thought he was dead. I think, yeah. But he's surrounded by bodies. When when Talos gets away... Well, yeah, so... Sorry, before, so, before when they're getting attacked, I think just before they get attacked, they see... They see the vital sign. He can see the vital signs of all this or first claw, and he sees them go off in another gunship. So he's like, "Oh, like I'm a tracker." He yeah. can see them on another ship. Being so he taken sees to the... He sees them leave, but he sees Talos's like vital signs, which are going fucking nuts. Yeah. Even that this trance yeah, yeah, yeah. is still on the prison world. So he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. yeah. And then they get attacked. Then they yeah. So and then the the, the the heretics get in the ship, uh, and they take. Well, no, you don't even know they take the saviour. It's just Talos eventually wakes up out of his lucid dream and Batten's gone if I remember correctly yeah, yeah. Not there. he just like wakes up to some like acolytes and he just like breaks their necks yeah they're just sort of hanging around him um, I, I don't think... know why maybe they're there to keep the I think yeah going. I think later on when Reuven Reuven we find out Reuven is an ex ex nightmare lord he's left to join the Bat Legion. Legion yeah and he sent some acolytes to try and keep him under and he has to apologise to Batten saying oh yeah it... they weren't good enough yeah because we get to the last god which is Corn God, and he's like running out of time. Yeah, and he yeah. asks him about his Azaz. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's not, he's not in my service yet. Yeah, yeah. So Talos has a chat with a bunch of the yeah, gods. Yeah. Turns them all down. Wakes up. Kills a bunch of acolytes around him that are keeping him in status. I guess you don't really get a concept of time that he's there, but it wouldn't have been long. No. Yeah. yeah. So the rest of First Corps are ferried back onto their own ship by the Black Legion. And Talos wakes up and decides to run all the way to Blackened. Yeah. And finds scores of dead bodies everywhere. Gets onto his ship, finds loads of dead bodies around, and then there's um, Septimus just. Yeah, he, he pops them up because of his old apothecary. He actually he's, takes his old apothecary stuff. Yeah, up. and he's like, again, yeah, that is touching. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a night lord who's looking at his servant who's missing an eye, got a limb missing, and takes the time to heal him, a or at least stabilise him, which is, they're, they're meant to be callous and not give a shit, but he gives a shit. It's but you, you're a bit wondering, like, does he give a shit because he's he, a, an armourer, or does he actually like, there's a bit, there's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, there's I, a grey area. Maybe I'm too nice. No, no, I, I see it coming from a, he just wants him to be alright. He should have been safe. No, but there, I get that because when he talks about, there's a bit when he talks about his other, because Septimus is number seven, so he's had six more yeah. serfs before him, and he's... He's never murdered any of them. No. He, one of them was murdered. One of them was murdered, not by him. No. Um, 
one got warp chained and he doesn't one like to... got so warp chained he peeled him out of yeah. uh, compassion like, but know. he doesn't like to talk about it because it feels a bit of respect there yeah. so you do get yeah. a feel of it well that's the thing is the Night Lords are about justice yeah, and yeah. fear um, but fear only from a respect me point of view not from you know a, you know people that are falling into corruption line mm-hmm. they want it out because it's joyous to them but he does seem to respect him enough to sit there fix him up and say I'll come back in a minute or he goes where are you going he's like oh I think Tyler turns around and goes I'll be back in a sec yeah uh, and then it's probably one of those epic bits in my opinion in the book where mm-hmm. Tyler's is on a man on a mission so he knows Octavia's been kidnapped he literally runs down the ele- like he doesn't take the elevator so he just jumps, jumps down, down. <laughs> he just jumps He's like literally throwing himself <laughs> like ten story buildings at a time to go down deeper and deeper and deeper into the prison complex. They've got they've all got trackers in them. Yeah. Serve, uh, so serve. he knows exactly where she is. And this is the first time you see the night lords be night lords. Yeah. He he makes sure it's dark. They have no access to light, and he plays with them. He knows they've got Octavia, and he's doing that kind of like Freddy Krueger walking down the corridor, scratching his fingers like, all across the I wall. never thought about this, but the, the power hums with yeah. the power. And like they use it, he uses it to his advantage. He's yeah, yeah. hiding there. It's like the guy can feel like when you got like a really high current, like you can feel Make the buzz in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he like he plays with it, and then he just comes out and he's like, yeah, and break. He kills all three of them, and I don't think any of them is short and sweet. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, I think one. Yeah, like he breaks breaks the neck of one. Yeah, he leaves the, the massive like gang leader guy covered in tattoos, and then, yeah, it's pretty fucking brutal. But anyway. He gets Octavia back and she's, you know, been beaten badly. Almost I, raped. I think she was about to be raped. Yeah, yeah I think it's in, you know, it's in five. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time, you know, she's someone that's just been kidnapped by a, you know, prior to she's been kidnapped by a traitor legion, which is in her world is mythology almost. The yeah. heretic, she's got no, you know, she she feels like she's in the wrong place, but she's just been saved by this guy, and it's this lovely little. I don't want to respect you for saving my life, but thank you. That kind of thing. It felt it felt real. Like yeah, it's a bit where like he the like one guy's Ray's got a shotgun and Taos just he's got her and he just turns around, takes like the, the shell, takes the shell, and then just turns around and blows it off. Yeah. So like, there's this kind of like, oh my god, you are my captor and I am your slave, but thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was really needed. Um, and then yeah, so that's the end of that part. They then go back to the ship and. I think he fucking confronts. Um, this is where he confronts the exalted. Yeah, it's like you know what you're fucking. What, what are you playing at, mate? Like, yeah, who the fuck do you think you are? And um, and is that when he then goes away to the dreadnought? I thought after that or after the tight. Um, I think he wakes him up before. Okay, because yeah. he, they use him on the. They take him down there to use. Yeah, him. yeah. So uh, Talos realizing he's got a man with like essentially a target on the back of his head. Um, goes and wakes up their stasis chambered sarcophagide old captain. What's his name? Melkarian. Um, Melkarian. So he was their captain during the heresy uh, of Tank Company. Um, he's a champion, basically. He's a champion, yeah. And now he's in a sarcophagus. Which he didn't want, which is quite yeah. nice. When he, when he was dying, he said, do not put me in a sarcophagus, let me die. So Nightmares being Nightmares, put him in a sarcophagus <laughs> and didn't <laughs> let him die. But there's an amazing uh, description of the sarcophagus itself, which is uh, it's got um, himself uh, the, as a champion with his foot on the head of a helmet. The hold, blood angels, yeah. It's like a blood angels holding. I think it's an imperial fist on the right scarf. Because they're the three ultramarines, I think. Is it ultramarines? Because he's got like a yeah, it's like a helmet that's as noble as in death as it was in life. And yeah. It's got like a crest on it, and he's yeah. like holding it in the white scarf. So he's got that like this 
you know, I saw it in my head as like this bronze, lavish yeah, nice. front piece, basically showing off who he is and what he's done. Like during the Siege of Terror as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, three... Yeah. That's what made me think it might be uh, White Scars, Williams, and Imperial Fisk, because yeah. they're the three legions. I know it is, but, but I, there think are, are, there are I think he does say Ultron Rings, yeah. but yeah. I mean, but um, anyway, yeah, he's a hero. Um, one of the rare characters Talos genuinely looks up to with no kind of sarcasm. There's there's a lot of compassion. I mean, there. he was one of the he's the war sage. Yeah. So he every every chapter has a little bit like a beginning, like in, yeah. you know, like a little bit, and it's from the war sages yeah, book yeah. on. I can't remember what it's called now. It's like a book on how to you know, how to do war. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. Do war. Do war. Um, so the guy's a hero, um, but he's now being seen in the sarcophagus. But he's refused to be woken up, I think, three times Yeah, before. so he, a bit of background, you can't, you can't just plug in and play with a dreadnought. You know, in the Imperium, it's, there's lots of prayer and, you know, blessings the Omnis fire yeah, yeah. and machine spirits. With Chaos, it's plug it in and hope it doesn't lash out and immediately crush you. Like, they're, they're, they're driven mad on purpose. They're left in there and they're tortured and, you know, they, they go insane. But he is strong enough that he is turned down being woken up every time. I don't think he's ever no, no. operated as a dreadnought since he's put in at the end of the heresy. So it's pretty interesting that Talos now picks now yeah. to go and wake him up. Because he realises that you know he needs to sort of even the playing field a bit. He obviously wants him dead. And he plays off saying he doesn't want command. It's that clever... Talos doesn't want command, but... I don't think he wants to be threatened internally as well. No, yeah, it's a, it's a bit like um, he's done like a trump card. Yeah, because um, he knows it. Victorian likes him. Yeah, yeah. So he knows he's got a decent head on his side. Um, so we're probably missing a few bits here, but I think it's worth jumping ahead and saying he goes down there and this is one of my favourite parts of the book. Yeah, yeah, me too. So he gets all the first claw down to. Um, uh, it, it's like a chamber. Yeah, I saw it remembrance or something. Like yeah, that, yeah, it's a huge room, and it's where I forget the Galtarian. Galtarian, a fantastic character. He's like a dark mechanical character. Yeah, he's like a grim reaper, isn't he? Like yeah. a constant grinning skull. So he he's really respected by First Claw because he is he is mechanicum. He looks and sounds like a mechanicum character. Has no sense of humour, which they play on a lot in the yeah. writing. It's really funny. Um, but he's sinister and evil, and like they like that he respects fear. Like that's yeah, part yeah. of what he. I mean, builds. he makes himself yeah, look like a grim, grim reaper, which is part of like, yeah. the fear. And, he, and they even tap into it, saying that um, like, I don't know if it's him talking about him on his own or if he's talking to someone. But he says like, "I based my appearance on old humanity." Yeah, I think Talos is talking to himself. Like he's. I wanted to look like something that scared people yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Like so, he he's part of their world, and this comes up more than once in other characters that get introduced and respect by first class people that respect fear respect the, the the authority that comes with implementing it on yeah, someone yeah. i really like that it's good um but yeah so probably missed a few bits but they go to him get him to wake up mcnarian and they're, they're kind of you get the impression they're rushing him a bit because uh malek is it malek um what's the the, the one of the atom yeah malek yeah so malek comes along before this and says like you need to watch yourself a little bit there's something going on here yeah, it's like you've. Uh, yes, I think before Syrian, when he's when Talos tells the Exalted he's going to wake up. Yeah. Um, because he, he can hear fear. He hears both the Exalted and Ben Van yeah. Ben screaming fear because yeah. you know, and he's like, "This is a big play." Yeah. So they go and do it, and they're warned that someone's going to probably come and try and stop them. 
This um, is actually this is after the Titan because I know why it's after the Titan because he has another member of First Claw. Oh um, shit! Yeah, but okay. we, we so we've jumped we have jumped ahead quite a bit, but I don't think it makes too much no, difference. No. We'll introduce the character when we talk about the Dread yeah, uh, yeah, about yeah. the Titan that might help. So they're attacked by a member of the Terminators. Um, Rowl, yeah. Rowl, and uh, what, has he got two lightning claws? Yeah, he's got two lightning claws, and the nice thing about him is the Exalted sends him. Knowing that when he does kill Macarian, he can yeah. go, oh, that Vral, what a what yeah. a pesky Terminator. So, yeah. And Vral knows that. Vral knows he's been sent because he's disposable. Yeah, but he likes that because he... If he's in freedom to go and be violent. But he also doesn't like Taos because Taos represents the past of the Night Lords. Mm-hmm. And he views the past as because their greatest mistake. failure. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they failed at the Siege of Terror. They failed. Their Primarch let himself die. He, yeah. He's that as failure. He doesn't. Yeah. He wants to move forward. Yeah, which is admirable, to be fair. Yeah, but forward to me is corruption and pointlessness. Pointless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, living in a state of limbo like they are is probably the longest way of surviving. Yeah, but anyway, um, and he attacks first company, and he does it in a fantastic way. Night Lord's all about stealth and walking into a place and being quiet. He comes stomping in, in Terminator armor. Just basically calls them out. Yeah, and Zal is fucking yeah. runs at them. I think there's Zal <laughs> and Syrian there, and Zal they're like, oh fuck! <laughs> and he's like, he's like shooting them and backing away, and there's yeah. a good shot, and he like bursts yeah. tusks and off the turn. Yeah, so I remember like bolt guns don't do much to turn it around. Yeah, I think he's like, a walking tank. Yeah, he's plinking bits off, like trophy racks are smashing yeah. off, and he's like, but they they put up a fucking good show. Yeah, so they, they both jump on in with like. Yeah, they're trying to like get into the joints of his armor to like get into the vital bits, but he succeeds in spearing. So he Deltran. Yeah. The the the, the yeah um, he spears the yeah Deltran the towering guy. He tries to smash up a bit of the equipment. Yeah, he tries to stop the dread from waking up. Yeah, he chops an arm off Syrian. Mm-hmm. Which is, I always find a bit brutal. Yeah, just the way the Marines lose limbs and don't yeah. really care. <laughs> They're really casual about it. Like, oh, man. But he really puts a fucking dent in first floor. Um, and then, I think they back off a second. and There's a point, yeah, I think Zal's on the floor. He's, like, pretty badly damaged. Syrian's got one arm. And is Talos even there? No, he, he gets voxed. Oh, he comes down later. Later. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vral's like, I think Brown's Brown's pretty injured, but he's in Terminator and there's a point where he goes, "Oh, I've won this." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He realizes, "Oh, I can just go stomp them all to death now." They were fucked. And then you hear, (laughs) "Yeah, clunk of an auto loader," and then he just gets disintegrated by an assault cannon. (laughs) (laughs) And McCarrion's awake. Yeah, I love the bit. What the fuck is going on in his room? And then all the other first call look up to him and goes. I heard bolters. Yeah, I love that. I heard bolters. That's what a way to wake up. I think that's his last memory, isn't it? What woke him up was the sound of violence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, They've now got a dreadnought, um, who was their old captain. They've got a dreadnought. Yeah. And so the playing field between the Exalted and Talos is a little bit more even keel now. Yeah, so I think there's a bit before... So after... Yeah. So after the prison planet... There is a, another fight which they don't. Night Lords don't like doing face to face, even playing field fights. That's not how they operate. They're, you know, behind lines, destruction, fear sowing, being told, go and kill a Titan. 
Yeah. Isn't really their bag. They're not about, they're not Imperial Fifth. They're not yeah. like. They're not like, oh, we can be in a bunker all day and destroy the Titan. And that's what they're tasked with doing, right? They have to go and. Take I think they're Titan. taking a bit, yeah, they're taking the outskirts of the Forge world mm. and they get put up against Warhat and Titan. Or Seventh Claw do. It's what, Seventh Claw, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, there's I can't remember the characters now, name now, from Seventh Claw. Do you want to look So. Um, while Jamie's looking up the character's name, I'll give a background. So there's basically a Titan stomping. Is it Warhound Titan? Warhound. There's a Warhound Titan stomping its way through Seventh Claw, which is part of Tenth Company. Um, <clears throat> we're introduced to a bunch of characters that I cannot remember the names of, um, but they're suffering. I think there's only two of them left. The, the Warhound Titan is just Macutian like, and Adhemir. Macutian and Adhemir. So they. They are fighting the Warhound Titan, and they're they're basically down to their last melter bomb and last missile launcher. Macutian tries to like he's in a building and he tries to fire. He fires a fucking missile launcher and then dives. It's like six stories. Yeah. He fires it as he fires it. He runs just out. jumps out the window because as soon as he fires it, the Warhound Titan turns around and just obliterates the entire yeah. building with his gun. So they're dying. They're basically accepting we're probably going to die trying to kill this thing. Let's do it. Mm. But then as they do it, first company comes to say it. So black core comes yeah. to say it. And their Land Raider, which I love the Land Raider. The description of the Land Raider is really nice. Yeah, well. yeah. So they, they're all, all, all of first core. I think all of them are in the Land Raider? Yeah. They're on the Land Raider, which is being carried by Blackened. No, it's not Blackened. It's, no, it's not Blackened. It's a transport. Yeah. yeah, it's a transport funnel being flown by Septimus. Septimus. And Septimus... You know, comes in hot, really fast, lands the land raider. Well, it, it lands with the train. Yeah, like the jets are already going. Yeah, so it lands cool. it just speeds ahead. Um, and it, uh, most of the first one get out. Is mm. it just? I think it's Zal. He's someone's driving. Or Syrian. Maybe Syrian. Yeah. Um, so Sorry. his his mission is shoot las cannons at it, but don't get hit. <laughs> so he's like constantly moving. I think some of it he's driving backwards. Like yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, when they landed. Uh, the Thunderhawk immediately went up, just straight up. Yeah, yeah. And he does this. Uh, uh, this shows how valuable I think um, Septimus is. He's trusted. To, yeah. He's trusted in a combat environment to deliver. Um, so their job is to keep, essentially, the way I read it was keep the Titan in one place, mm-hmm. try and lock it into this one space, and we'll hit it from different angles with different weapons. Um, at which point, Uzus just loses his mind. Runs underneath it with a bolter and just starts shooting it, it in the head. Yeah. Like just, I'm just right underneath Blood it. Blood the god! Shouting corn nonsense. Yeah. Um, which, you know, when you're trying to operate an intricate against all the odds, smashing of a titan, this isn't the way to do it. No. Um, but Talos does the Talos thing, he, he runs and he saves Uzus and pulls him from so, the yeah. side, but punches him, he knocks him cold. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think Septimus. He's up in the sky. Yeah, he's he drops down. the he drops the bombs. That... He comes down at it. It's full yeah. speed, doesn't he? So he comes back down at the Titan at like stupid miles per hour. As basically almost flies into. Yeah, it. he has to use two hands to hold the joystick, and when he's over him, he uses his foot, <laughs> kicks the bomb like yeah, drop bombly because he can't reach that yeah. far. Um, and they just smash it in the face, like it's point blank essentially. Yeah, with so bombs. It, so the void, so the shields go down, but it's still fucking more hands. So you like, yeah. And then how was did they lance cannonets? No, they or? they um Talos runs in while it's in there and it uses a room, yeah. cuts open the plating, yeah. and they stick melt oh, on it. Oh, that's it, they take its leg out. Um and then they get themselves a 
uh, well, princeps. Yeah, they nick themselves a princeps. They keep them. They, they like, yeah, it's like this they give it to Beltran as a, a thank you for uh, yeah, yeah, for awakening. No, no, that's later. They definitely give it to Beltran. Yeah, I think when he's when he goes down when they're waking up, uh, Mikushin, um what's that? Dread, Dreadnought. Yeah. He he turns around and he sees the princeps in like a stasis. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, and he's like, oh, thank you. One ten. Oh, that's he, right. He so, calls him. Yeah, so Delton doesn't call the characters by their names. He calls them by their, like, data assignment. Yeah. So, like, Talos is like zero, First one, claw, one, tenth zero. company. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it's just a bunch of data to him. Um, and, but he goes to him, he goes, call me, call me Talos. He's yeah. like, oh, Talos. Talos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, that's how we meet the two other characters who are called, or what you've got there. Adamir and... Ademir and so Ademir is a sergeant of the squad of, of, of Seventh Claw. Yeah, there's a really nice bit where when they get incorporated into First Claw, Ademir is a sergeant and Talos isn't a sergeant. Yeah, so Talos has never been a sergeant. So he goes, um, I guess we have to talk about command. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Talos openly goes, you're a sergeant, mate, so yeah, you take it. Yeah, you can have it. And Ademir just turns around and goes, ah, you, you, you know, he's like, I expect you said that, but it's first claw. You're, you're There's the, more of you. <laughs> yeah. You lead them. I don't think it ever gets finalised. They never agree or disagree. They just No one leads first claw. And it? that's the Night Lord's problem. No one leads. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's their problem from the very top. No one leads. No one is in charge. They kind of all just do their own thing. Yeah. But there's a kind of hierarchy that exists that's unspoken. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird. And Makushian um, is the other character. He's the... The dower. Mercutian is great. So we should have introduced him earlier in the book. I actually forgot he was in this one. I thought he came in second. He's more. He's way. He's not really a character. He becomes book, yeah. a main character in book two and three, and he's very important. But a bit of backdrop. He is. Uh, Spireborn is the wrong word. He's a little bit mocked across the Night Lords because he's from an affluent family. He's a highborn gang. Yeah. yeah. So he's from the gang world, but he's a lot. Better spoken than the rest of them. Like he was, a mafia. He was raised yeah. by a family, and he had he was looked after as a kid. But he's still violent. Um, but he's their heavy, so he uh, is depicted with a heavy bolter, and mm. he can use it as easy as someone running around with a bolt gun. So he's he becomes their heavy. He's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, fair. but he's always the one that's always like the negative Nelly. Or yeah, <laughs> it's like they're all like, oh, fuck off, Nikki. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he is introduced. Um, he's now part of first floor along with I've already forgotten Sarge's name again. Yeah. To be fair, he does die. Yeah, there's a spoiler warning, he survived all of fifty pages, if that. Um, I guess with that that leads to so they they've killed a Titan, um, woken up. They've woken up um, a dreadnought, which is very important for Legion. Then they get sent on a mission. Um, go and take out all of the Mechanican high command. Yeah, so I think there's a bit where, yeah. So now Abaddon has got to the Forge Worlds. Yeah. Now we're talking like, I think the Forge Worlds set in a mountain. Yeah. So they've cleaned up the outskirts, taken out the Titan, as we said. Um, Talos has now has woken up the Dreadnought and we're... He's ready to go. He's ready to go. And the Dreadnought's, he's, re- he's ready to lead the yeah. Light Lords on the surface, yeah, which yeah. is a good point because... The Exhausted always stays at home. <laughs> no, the Exhausted yeah. stays the throne room. He's ready to go on the ground and fight with the guys, which is huge for them. They've, they've been leaderless for so long. Um, pretty cool. But the mission is go and kill a bunch of mechanical leaders. Yeah, so at this point, Abaddon is, 
I think at this point he needs to get to it really quick because this is where they know they know the Blood Angels are coming. They yeah. Well, all, the Imperium. All the sorcerers have said they awaken the warp. They can tell ships are coming, and it's they've a got, couple of months. Yeah, they they think they've got something like fifteen weeks. Um, so they have to crack on, you know. For you know, sieges can take years. Mm. Abaddon doesn't have years, and he wants those titans, and he wants the supplies. So, um, times of the essence. So he sends the night lords into. They actually uh, task them to do what they kind of are meant to do. Yeah, go, go and pop, kill. Yeah, yeah, go and kill a bunch of high command. That's your job. Because by doing that, the mechanic and all get they all switch off. They yeah, stop yeah. working. They don't know what to do because they operate through a sort of very neat system of you know high command. I think yeah, because they, they don't like finding mechanical because they don't Skatari don't feel fear. Mm-hmm. But if they lose their leader, that's when they start to break down. Yeah, um, and that's what they're sent to do, and that's what they do. In short, I mean, keeping it short and sweet, they. They land and they fucking clean up. They, they get in there and they literally butcher their way through. And they're, and they're looking oh, for one of the leaders and like, his eyes literally pops up. like, holds his head up and goes, got him. <laughs> got him. He's literally, found him. Yeah. Done. Um, and so... They come they come back up after nine hours fighting. Nine hours fighting with, once again, Septimus looking at them and going, fuck oh, man. for fuck's sake. Like, you know, I've now got to clean all your shit again. Um... And they're talking. Are they talking? They're randomly just talking. Yeah, they're about to go back down again. Finish. Try and do some more assignments, missions. Yeah. And what happens to Talos? He has one of his uh, one of his little fits. Mid conversation with Uzas, I think. I think he turns. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's mid sentence. Yeah, he turns around and just falls flat on his face. Flat on the floor and starts having a raving. They're coming. Like the angels. The angels. Yeah. But it's not a very long one. No, it's quite short for him. It's very very like weird, couple of hours. Couple of hours. hours. They wakes up and all he's been going on about is the Blood Angels are here, essentially. They're coming, they're here. Uh, all of Abaddon's... This, this shows why Abaddon wanted to tell us Abaddon's sorcerers were completely wrong. They weren't 15 weeks away, they were three hours away. They've already broken into the system and they're here. Um, is it just the Blood Angels that arrive? I think, yes. So they've heeded the call. Obviously the Forge world, or the, the system, as they probably would have, have sent out a signal saying, holy shit, Abaddon is here, all the forces of chaos are here, we need help. And so the Imperium responds in kind. You know, we've got to remember that, I mean, it, this isn't saying this was set in stone at the time, but it does fit in with where the narrative in 40k is now. This is as the Gathering of Storm happens, this is the build-up to Cadia. So the Imperium is going to be full-scale war, like absolutely everywhere, stopping everything, because they obviously know Abaddon's on a war path because he's in the material realm. He's here. He's not in the eye. He's wandering around the universe doing what he needs to do to get ready to fight. So they're going to try and stop him at every headway. Yeah, uh, so I think... Um, yeah, so... And I think Taz says, oh, your your sorceress was sort of right because they saw a, a wake in the warp, but because it's so fluid, they didn't see that the Blood Angels were arriving before the mass... There's a, there's a lot of other ships coming, which may be later on, but the Blood Angels are here now. They're so, here now. Yeah. So it's not just the Blood So the Blood Angels arrived. I think there's Marines um, errant coming. Yeah, there's loads of Marines. Flesh terrors or stuff. Yeah. Something I do love about ADB's 40k books is he doesn't just give limelight to known 40k chapters, like, you know, yeah. Blood Angels, Imperial Fist, Geometries. Quite often he'll drop in random names, like, uh, which I think is something now, like the, 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 the successor chapters for 
Ultramarines are in it, some of the other books. Yeah, yeah. And they can always drop them in as um, Sons of War, I think, are maybe in it. Um, Amiga chapter. Like, just casually dropping them in because by this point, all these Chaos Space Marines know them. Because they realize yeah. that it's not just nine legions, that yeah, but yeah. it's all these chapters. But yeah, suddenly the bones are there. And think of it in like naval warfare terms. Abaddon's uh, fleet and the Night Lords have literally been caught their pants down. They, they're, they're not prepped, ready, or facing the right way to fight yeah. off a fucking mage or something. I think he says, yeah, in a void warfare, I, eventually we would take the Blood Angels. I mean, they're, gonna, they've got more ships, but if they board us and all our space marines are on... We're fucked. Yeah, on the planet. So they don't have the luxury, like they do in the Heresy, of leaving huge contingents on your ship to protect it. Yeah. So it comes up in one of ADV's books, Betrayer, where... The company responsible for protecting uh, Angon's flagship gets so bloodlust they disappear and go on to planetside to fight. You see what happens to a ship left unattended. Yeah, yeah. That's how all these ships are because they don't have the luxury of having marines on their ships. So Nightlords being kind of sneaky sneaks kind of repopulate their ship with their marines without telling a badden. If I remember correctly, so, they get them back on yeah, because so they're like, cool we on kind of need yeah. to leave. So I think he, the nice bit is when they tell um, the Dreadnought, and he's like, and he's like, why are you, why are you boxing me? Why aren't you down here fighting first claw? Yeah. And he's like, Talos is out of vision. And I think it just, it's bit, it shows how much respect they have for Talos because he just goes, right, we're right, out. lads, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, his visions are never wrong. Yeah. Um. So they, yeah, they get back to their Temp ship. company are all. Pretty much get back, I think. Yeah, they, they get back to their ship and... Exalted has a nice argument with Halaska, who's the other company's captain. So he's like the Talos equivalent? No, he's like the Exalted. Oh, the, the, other, yeah, yeah. the other Night Lord that's there, right, yeah. Seventh company? Mm-hmm. And he's on the bigger ship. And their flag, almost, I think it's their, is it their flagship? or Yeah, it might be. I can't remember. And I think he has an argument... They have an argument, basically, and Halaska's like, right, I'm trying to get my guys out, but I've got more guys than you. Why aren't you here? And he tells him to his vision. Yeah. And he's and Exalted's like, oh, no. He's, Exalted's still trying to, like, appease Abaddon by being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Halaska goes, I'm going. Yeah, yeah Talos is right. Yeah. I'm going to have to leave my guys. I'm off. I, well, I think Exalted actually, oh, the Exalted offers to pick them up. But yeah. he give them back. Oh yeah, he collects them all. He, so, so the Exalted has already started sending down. That's where the Exalted ships. turns from appeasing a appeas- to. I yeah. look after my legion. This is yeah. yeah. Our legion's worth more now than your black legion. Yeah. So he positions his ship cleverly to kind of accidentally not hear anything Abaddon's going on about and get in the. Yeah. So I think Abaddon goes. But when the brother turned up, he goes, oh, can you come around and protect the vengeful spirit? Yes. Go to this position. He's like, what? What <laughs> yeah. about? And, he, and later, yeah, so when he, he doesn't do that, but he's picking up his own troops. And then later, when he knows the blood angels are coming in for attack, he's he covers the escape of the other night, um, yeah. night lord's ship by being in vengeful spirit's shooting line. So he's essentially protecting his own legion and fucking over yeah, the yeah. Uh, While, it's worth noting, while picking up yeah. All of Seven Companies. Well, he, well he, how he does it is, after he's done that, he goes into an, goes down into atmospheric yeah. flight. Yeah, he, he goes, puts the ship into the atmosphere, doesn't he, yeah. to pick up all the Thunderbolts, so they can just immediately get in and get out. Yeah. But 
that doesn't complete. Do they completely get away at this point, or do they get boarded at this point? Is this when the they're, they're being boarded as well? Yeah, yeah they're so being boarded. The Blood Angels are in like a as quick as they can. Yeah, they've already started dropping pods ships. in. So they, 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 you know, however they're doing it, uh, the the drop pods they boarded. Um, the, is it the Covenant of Blood? Yeah, they boarded. Them. They're on and they're running rampant. And I, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like in my view, reading it because it's that good guy, bad guy balancing space marines good guys yay heroes and chaos space marines boo bad guys but these starting just get on the ship everyone is just for murder like yeah, they, they butcher everything they come across they don't care if you're wearing you could be wearing an imperial guard uniform and you're only there because you were taken mm. prisoner do not care head comes off like they massacre their way through the ship and it's insane they don't just land marines they land Children. They land dreadnoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Kill children. Yeah. But they land a fucking. I think there's a bit where yeah, like um, Talos is hiding on the roof, and these buddy just come into this chamber. He's like, I didn't see anything. It's like, and that's why you die. (laughs) (laughs) Jumps on top. So it's this amazing, amazing scene of basically first claw and the other claws. So bear in mind, first claw have now got um, two new additions. Mm. They're just hunting down the blood angels that are butchering their ship. So they're not only killing. Um, the marine, the chaos marines, they find they're killing the serfs, they're killing the staff, like the crew, essentially. They're killing, um, well, they're just smashing the ship up. They're just trying to make it as unoperable as possible. Um, but luckily, you know, night lords, it's their ship, they know inside out. They get to them pretty quick, and when they find them, they've got a dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit where the dreadnought pod's still not open. Yeah. And then I think Makushin tells him, he goes, mate, that's a. That's a dreadnought pod. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, shit. shit. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. And it cuts away for ages. Um, goes and does another bit. It's probably to do with the ship manoeuvres and escaping or whatever from the planet. Comes back and dreadnought's got out and it's trying to murder its way through First Corps. I think it kills the sergeant. Yeah, I think he's got multi-melt and he's yeah, very bright. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just this character we've just met, he seems pretty cool for a sergeant from another squad. Stands up, unloads a bolter, and then gets vaporized. It's just a pair of boots. This <laughs> <laughs> gets completely slagged. Um, and, you know, you, you do read it thinking, there's fucking no way First Corps are going to survive this. And then who comes along? What's his chops, the old captain? Um, what's Carrion again. turns up. And there's a really nice pair where he goes, um, Talos looks at the front of his sarcophagus, and yeah. he's like, and they, the two dreadnoughts look at each other. And, and they recognise each other. They, they like, have a bit of recognition. He's like, and the, the Blood Angel's helmet that he's standing on on his chest, chest plate yeah. is the guy in the dreadnought. Yeah, he's so like, this I, lovely little history bit. So that dreadnought's obviously ancient. Yeah. That's an ancient, ancient dreadnought. He's like, I killed you one, I'll kill you the first time, I'll kill you another time. <laughs> I'll kill you again in death. Yeah. Um, so they, so it's, it's like a repeat of a fight they did on the Siege of Terror. They go at each other. But less less graceful. It's, yeah. it's described as just two big they, bolts smashing into. Yeah, them. they have a few like they have like a sword or something, and they just break and they're just chunking. Yeah, they're just you know I imagine like these big power fists just ripping bits out of each yeah. other. Um, There's a really nice bit afterwards, I think, when when it's finished and we when, the, when the first core have cleaned up the rest of the yeah, and yeah. then I think Syrian goes when I saw them fighting, I thought I saw them fighting. On the siege of yeah, so had like a vision, of yeah, them back in their old armor, not yeah. in their dreadnought thing, yeah. Um, something just pops into my mind. So they clean up the the, the the ship's safe, essentially. 
has been battered, like it's been very, very battered. And once again, you know, as they started the book, they end the book with the depleted numbers, no supplies. They didn't really actually get much out of helping Abaddon yeah, as it all went yeah, fucking yeah. wrong. The book ends on a very dour note of just, cool, we are exactly where we've always been. A few less space yeah, We've actually out. lost men now. Yeah. Um, Although we've gained... We've gained a squad member yeah. who's pretty cool. We've got a Dreadnought. Oh, it's worth mentioning the Dreadnought is pretty fucked. <laughs> so yeah, he kills the Blood Angels Dreadnought. And oh, like... who kills it? Is it Talos? Well, yeah. The Dreadnought just, you know, smashes it to pieces. Yeah, and then he, they prize open the sarcophagus of the Blood Angels Dreadnought and he stands over and he goes, can you see me? I think the, the guy inside twitches and he holds the Blood Angel sword above him and goes, <laughs> right, I'm Talos. <laughs> and just stabs him. <laughs> With his own Blood Angel that sword. so good. Yeah. But, um, um the Night Lord's Dreadnought, he's pretty oh, much... Action. He goes back into status. Well, yeah. And he I, says... No, no, he don't, says, don't wake me. No. Yeah, don't wake me. Um, he says, let him die. Yeah, it? and Talos orders to let let him die. Just, you know, we put him in status once. Just let him die. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what happens there. Um, it's one character we kind of forgot. She's not really important. She just adds a little layer of sorrow, I guess. Trying to make you, it's ADB trying to put us in a position of view these people on this ship from a point of view mm. as you would a good guy, you know, inverted commas. Like, good is only what it is, right? These are still just humans living on a ship. Um, what's that girl's name? Um, I think Boyd it's called Born. her the Voidborn, yeah. So we forgot to pick this up earlier, but there's a little girl that lives on the ship, she's called the Voidborn, and she. The only human. The only human ever to be born on the ship, yeah. ever. Uh, you know, whether that's because they're in the eye or just freak accident. She's the only human to be born. And unfortunately, one of the casualties of the Blood Angels rampaging through the ship is the Voidborn. She's this little girl. Um, I think she had legs and armor cut off. Yeah, like, she has like a... Pure chainsaw. Yeah, they have a, she wears a medallion that um, Septimus gives her, that gives her protection from Talos. They yeah. have like little medallions yeah, yeah, yeah. they give to favoured people. Yeah. And Talos, there's a bit where they have a joke, isn't it? Him and Syrian, he's like, I heard you gave your medal to the Voidborn. Yeah. And Septimus, like, freezes, like, oh, shit. And Syrian goes, oh, you have mine, but, you know, didn't give it away so freely. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, again, again, tapping into that, they do respect some of the humans because of what they do for them. Um, But the Voidborn's seen as a little token of luck, I guess. Yeah. Because the human community, she's a little girl. Blind Angels killed her, just straight up. Yeah, like, cut her down because she was in the way of them trying to smash the ship up. So that is quite sad. They, they everyone takes it quite badly, um, especially um, Septimus because he's a normal human guy. Yeah, and yeah. She's a little girl that he knew quite well. So pretty sad, but that kind of that's how the book ends. That's how the book ends. <laughs> it ends with them finding out the one ray of fucking hope they had on this ship. That's just had her legs and arm cut off and. They've lost men. They've lost supplies. They've had to piss off a band, uh, a baden quite seriously. So they're probably not in his good books anymore. Cloud. I think it's a bit where they're like seeing clothes. They don't even care because they know a baden will need them at some point. At another point, yeah. so he's not going to hold a grudge because he's yeah. going <laughs> to like, oh, I fucking need these guys at some yeah. point. Amazing. Um, that's. I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, yeah. In quite a bit of detail. Yeah, yeah, so longer than we intended. It's quite a long episode, so apologies. But um, yeah, uh, we are planning on doing the next two books in the trilogy um, as our opening three-episode trilogy bit uh, as we get used to what we're doing. 
Um, we haven't really worked out whether we'll stick with just 40k for, but I'm, I'm quite open. I, I love heresy. I'd love to read some of the uh, old fantasy Warhammer books as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm quite open to it. So um, once we get this up and running, um, we'll have an email set up and we'll probably get ourselves on social media. But I'd quite like to start taking questions that we could answer at the end of an episode and sort of take it from there. Really. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, thoughts on how. Yeah, yeah, we'll get this out live. Um, I guess we'll probably need to, in the show notes, on however we upload this, I'll put an email address in there. Yeah. I need to make one, we don't have one. So look in there. So uh, organised. Yeah, it's so organised. You can see we've had months of madness. We literally have. Um, but yeah, we'll add an email address in the show notes. Um, we'd love to hear some questions, some feedback. We'll maybe start episodes with that as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll answer some questions and hobby time and then talk about next story. So. What is the name of the next one? I always forget what order they go in. I've got the book in front of me. Uh, is it Blood Reaver? Blood Reaver. That's the one. So I love Blood Reaver. It's very good. It's a really good one. There's some really good flashbacks in yeah. there. So good. Um, so yeah, we'll cover that one off next. Uh, cool. That's it from me. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's, that's it from me. Peace. 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 peace.